hey, hello, it is Vic, and you are listening to another episode of The Black Chillerettes with Vic and Mai. Thank you for being here. We are so thankful that we have made it almost to the end of the season, y'all. We made it to hometowns. We figured out in this episode that we don't often be doing that, like finishing out a season, so this is really new for us. So thank y'all for sticking with us. We appreciate you. Let's get into these hometowns because, baby, it was a mess, as always. No one's surprised. All right, enjoy this episode. Hello, hello, hello. I wish we had like a catchphrase or something for us to say like at the beginning of these episodes, but we don't. Like, (laughs) hey, chickens. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't work. Yeah. Black chillers. No. no, Not that either. No, that's pretty (laughs) rough. I refer to all our listeners as the homies, so that's usually where I'm, I'm at, but that's... That's there's nothing special about the homies. <laughs> no, no, but it's okay. We still love it. Our well, homies happy are special. Week. Our homie. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely, for sure. Um, welcome to week seven. Seven week seven. Yeah, That's right, we right? are. Week seven hometowns. Which... Well, hometowns, but also not really because they left Abe now. So we'll talk about that later. I guess. Is or we can talk about it now because like it doesn't happen. Well, this is what this is something I was thinking of because shit went hay, haywire nearly every season we've ever watched. Is this the furthest we've ever made it through a season? We didn't get. No, we finished. We didn't get to Matt's hometowns, did we? Um, I don't remember meeting. Oh, I guess I do remember meeting Michelle's parents. Do I? I guess. Yeah, but we also met her. Yeah, honestly, now I'm now I'm confused. I'm like, let me go look. I'm like, when did we? You're right, because we we had been getting a little bit like okay. Because that's around like, when the the death this. threats and everything started p- percolating and popping off. <laughs> I feel like it was around this time we were this way into. The, I don't remember ever meeting Rachel's parents. Wait, did we not meet people's parents because of COVID? Oh, because of COVID? I Because rem- mm. we definitely watched Fantasy Suites with Brie and all of them. No, because because that season, their se- Matt's season, wasn't COVID yet. Like, they had filmed it before COVID hit. Mm-mm. Like, we were watching it in COVID. Really? Yeah. Because we started... Yeah, because remember, we started this podcast in January 2021. Yeah, and, which is and- past COVID. But, like, if they, they were filming... You know oh, what I, I see mean? what you're saying. They were filming towards the end of the year. Matt's... They were uh, filming towards the end of 2020, which is yeah. fully COVID, because we were still filming King Richard. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Bro, I was like, uh-uh, we ain't been in the game that long. <laughs> yeah. Tw- uh, so we did make it to the end of Paradise, because we have an episode right. titled, We Made It to the End yes, of Paradise. Yes, we did. Good for us. Oh, uh, we also made um, it to the end of Katie's season. Yes, I forget Katie's did. season oh, happened. Public... I forgot that. Oh, you know what? We lost all of our episodes when we transferred yeah, services. Yeah, like our public feed. Yeah, our public feed is all. I love up, that so we're. That's not I love that we're like <laughs> trying to figure this out for the listeners as if they care. Um, either either way, right. and it's really just for it's us. for us. We're really <laughs> proud that we've made it this far, uh, especially after the year that has been thus far. We're like barely half. Well, I, we're a little yeah. way more than halfway through. Um, 
we're on the eighth mm-hmm. month of the year. Oh, uh, yeah. We're about to be you on the ninth. You have like, fully I saw one of those... recovered from cancer. Not fully, but you literally had yeah, cancer at the fully. top of the year. And now, yeah. you, like, that's how yeah. much life has happened. I was homeless three months so ago. So much life has happened. Literally homeless. Right. About to be sleeping in my yes. car. Right. Like, what What yeah, a year. So much, so much life has happened. It's like, I saw a tweet that was like, not... 2023 being around the corner and I'm still trying to process 2019 like it's like no for real like because I'm still thinking yeah 2019 was when I was living 2019 is the last time I remember really living life and not even in a good way like 2019 was a very outside of max 2019 was a very shit year yeah yeah oh my god in 2019 I was pregnant Jesus Christ, the years have passed. (laughs) Right. The years have passed. And yeah, I think I saw on my little Instagram like time hop thing that three years ago I started rehearsal for the last show that I did. Margaritaville? Which was holy moly. Yeah, for Margaritaville three years ago. Broadway National Tour, baby. Um, Yeah, so still waiting to book something, but. Because, yeah, three years is a long time. Mm. Um, but, yeah, anyways, here we are, week seven, hometowns, but also not really because I want to, I guess I want to talk about it now because I, I guess I'm upset. But, like, they, we just didn't get Avon's hometown let's, this week. Yeah. And I feel so Let's get right it. into it. Let's get because it out the I think way. a lot of people, there, there are two sides to the conversation. There are people who are going, what the fuck? Why wouldn't you show Avon's hometown? Right. And then there are other people saying, exactly. well, it's super common for them to show like a bit of episode footage at the beginning of the mentel Yes, that's not the conversation we're having. And nothing right. against you, but let's get into the nitty gritty of this all because structurally it made no sense. It made Avon's no hometown sense was filmed first. Do... Yeah. Yeah, so even if they do, like, if to that point of, like, oh, well, they normally show some episode before, they don't normally be breaking up hometowns. Like, they'll show the aftermath of hometowns. Like, they might show, like, a rose ceremony or something sure. before the Mentel they showed um, So that that person can be at Mentel All. Like, they might show a, a what's it called, you know, whatever. Um, like They, they might showed show, Michael A. Remember what? Zaddy Michael from Katie Thurston's season. They showed his yeah. breakup with Katie before the men tell all, which made sense right. because he was at the fucking men tell all. Exactly. Exactly. But for them to like break up a hometown episode and not even break it up, like to just leave out one person, like you managed to get all however many of the men in their hometowns. Um, but we had to leave out just one that's going to air, but excuse me, before Mentella, like that does not, it just don't make no and sense. And on top of all of that, it just optically doesn't look good because it's the only remaining minority right. that is on the show. Right. So what, exactly. I, like, and this is my thing. I don't think Avon's relationship with Rachel is necessarily going to end well. I think a lot of the drama that we've been seeing built up and being thrown at least into the trailers to look like it's coming from Tino is actually with Avon. I do believe that they're going to break up either during or Mm -hmm. right after a fantasy suite. So I do see that happening. Yeah. 
However, mm-hmm. he's still making it to this point where his relationship is supposed to be considered one of the ones up ahead of everyone else. So why not right. reasonably just take Tyler's hometown where we know a breakup is coming. You guys have been building it up all season. Exactly. And give Tyler his nice little moment at the Mentella. Exactly. Now we as an audience don't exactly. have the means to take seriously Avon's relationship with Rachel in the first place. So whatever drama you're setting up is not going to be that big a deal to us because we don't. By the time we get to the men tell all, we don't give a fuck about the remaining hometown. Right. Exactly. Because then they, they missed an opportunity of really being able to set up Tyler to have like the first seat on the men tell all right. of like we watch his his breakup, all that, and then it'd be like, well, let's just see how Tyler is feeling today. Let's welcome out Tyler, blah, blah, blah. All the guys, I'm sure, are going to be cheering for him because I feel like he has a good relationship with all the guys, mm-hmm. all this stuff. But instead, we're going to have to watch Tyler's breakup once again. Mm-hmm. You know they're going to play it again for sure. us. And then we're going to have to talk about it again. We're like, we could have just seen it that one time and moved on. But now y'all are about to drag this out even longer. And Avon's not even going to be at mental health. Exactly. And like, it just, it it did so. not logically make make any sense. And it reminded me of that conversation we were talking, uh, we had a couple weeks ago, where essentially we were saying mm-hmm. the energy between Rachel and Avon seems very sexually charged, seems very based in their physical attraction right. and chemistry with one another. Um, and we were suspicious, a little skeptical, like, white girl, you just trying to get you some uh, white chocolate? I call right. it white chocolate because he's exactly. pretty fair-skinned. Nothing against him. Don't deny his blackness in any yeah. way, shape, or mm-hmm. form. Uh, but, you know, it's a no. little latte situation with oat milk going on over there. Yeah. Like, is that mm-hmm. the interest that we have here? Is this not a relationship we're not supposed to be taking seriously? And now that has right. further been reinforced in our minds. To the point where there are audience members saying, yeah. I forgot Avon even existed. Hello? Exactly. The last exactly. Negro on the left. Like the disrespect. Truly. Right. He's all we got. It's, I would be so upset, like, to be like, like, not not even like view wise, but it's like, yeah, I was on The Bachelorette, but like, there's a literal whole episode where you're just not in it. And you're supposed like, to. That doesn't you're happen supposed on the show. to be. Like, you're. Like, even. <laughs> Even for, like, people like Michael or something or, like, people that we didn't really see that much, like, they're still in the episode. Like, you at least see them. We truly did not see Avon once this entire exactly. episode. And I think that's something that kind of made me curious, especially because at the beginning, this is what I'm wondering. Did they not realize they were going to be able... No, because even if they realized they weren't going to be able to fit them all in one episode, then just structure it so that the person who will be at the men tell-all is at the end. Exactly. And you know who we should have closed with? Eric's hometown. Like, I would have taken, even if they wanted to have a hometown that led in, I would prefer that Eric's hometown had gotten more space and more airtime. Exactly. You know, this whole episode was already so rushed. So we had so many options. We could have bought extra airtime. Y'all know that y'all have it. Mm -hmm. Like, don't don't play with me like y'all don't got all of this money for production and stuff. You could have bought extra airtime and split the episode in two. You could have done Rachel's men and Gabby's men separately. Since you guys are so Mm -hmm. obsessed with the idea of this being two separate seasons just kind of jumbled into one instead of being so unorganized and chaotic in the way you present your content. Uh, Yeah, it is really... 
it's frustrating because like like we mentioned we were just we was excited to meet Avon's family like we had questions <laughs> we was curious and we still have um, questions man <laughs> And and exactly like I shouldn't that question should have been answered. I still shouldn't be wondering which one of Avon's parents is black. I will be shocked if both of them are black. I, I do um, agree. Yes, I will be guffawed. Yeah, I, I will be shocked because I think I think a similar thing. Not me. Once someone, I think it was Kathleen. I don't know. Someone in our DMs or something was like, "I love all the Big Brother chats," and I'm like, "Oh, thank you," because I'm so obsessed with Big Brother now. And if you watched thursday i'm upset i'm i'm very i'm still in my feelings about it but um but yeah i uh, there's a there's a woman on big brother who i thought the whole season was mixed but i'm pretty sure both of her parents are black her dad is passed but i need to like go back and but i think when i saw that i was like wait no she both her parents are black i really thought this whole time she was mixed um but that's also because she was really only associating with the non POCs in the house and I was that like, be oh, happening she sometimes maybe she's not in touch with her blackness you know? it was that was me um, for most of my life way. so <laughs> oh yeah absolutely absolutely but especially because she's like very fair skin mm. so I was like oh she gotta be mixed but mm. um yeah so so I would be shocked it could be the same thing with Avon like maybe both his maybe his mama and his daddy is both black and he I'm just gonna be below and I could Latte. I could see it because you know his hair gives four C. Like his hair gives when it comes when it grows yeah. out. That joint is thick, you know. Um, yeah. I initially, bro. I <laughs> when I saw the preview of Avon's hometown and they were in that. Uh, what is she? I? I can't tell if she's a witch, oh, a psychic, or any. You didn't see it in the oh, season preview. I probably for the men tell all they show like uh, yeah that like the tarot card yes. reading is that what's yeah. happening yeah so okay. i saw that white lady and i was like is that Avon's mama oh <laughs> um because i remember he had <laughs> talked about the the bracelet he gave to rachel being like something his uh-huh. mother made and it's supposed to carry good energy and change the atmosphere around you. And I was like, yo, I wouldn't be surprised if right. Avon's mama is like this white woo woo lady who's into crystals right. and, you know, likes to cast magic right. spell, you know, give us a little practical magic, especially exactly. cause they are in Massachusetts. Exactly. So it's not impossible. Right. Yeah. You know, you're right. You're so right. I fully thought that that um, lady in so the yeah. season preview was his mama or his grandma. And I, I don't that I don't think funny. that's the case, but I would like that would be a fun twist. I would not expect that would be a that would be a fun twist. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I guess we have to wait till Monday to see about Avon's family because they really played him and they played. us. It's this show once again. Like not it. no, I guarantee you. No, I can't even say I guarantee you because at this point, I don't know what to expect from the people that are on the production. But uh-huh. if there was. I feel like if there's a person of color that's in the editing room helping make these decisions about what like what goes where and when is shown where, someone had to have said, like, this is not going to look great. Right. Exactly. Even if Avon goes out on fire, even if Avon goes out as like right. with a scandal like goddamn messy ass Nates. Like, right. this is not going to look good if we leave out only it's- the Negro only the black guy the last black guy when they've already been dropping like flies all season right yeah and they probably somebody if somebody said it i 
could also say that there's a good chance that they weren't listening like, to you. We don't care, bitch. Fuck them. Right. Yeah. I yeah. would not be like, surprised. No one's thinking that. We're all thinking it. We're all it. thinking it, bro. So I guess let's get into what we actually did see. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. That was, got me upset. That, that whole um, episode was such a fucking fast, like, I, I rewatched it a couple times. It mm-hmm. goes okay. so fast. When you watch it the first time, you feel like it's forever because it's like, fuck, this is two hours or an hour and a half if you're watching with, you know, out ads. But you watch it the second time and everything just mm-hmm. kind of clicks and clips along at the speed of light. Huh. Okay. I unfortunately did not have time to watch again. Um, but I did, I watched live and I was also in the Discord uh, live Discord. Shout out to our Discord duty. homies. Um, to our Discord community. Y'all got to get in there. Uh, I actually do remember seeing someone saying that they didn't know how to get into the Discord. So let me, I'm, I'm going to go back and look through our messages again okay. and see if I can find that person because we want you to I be in there. I believe I sent somebody. Uh, we want everybody to yeah, be Yeah, I do believe I sent somebody oh, okay. a link, but happy to double check. Oh, okay. Um, because okay, it okay. really do. I was also in the Discord, but because we have to log in on the same account, I was like, well, Victoria right. is clearly talking to them, so I can't also talk to them. But I was reading it. Y'all are so right. funny. Like, it's like being at a it comedy show. Um, yeah. Plus, I feel like it would be confusing to, I mean, I guess you can get context from the Discord, but if you're not watching live and in the Discord, then it's like, what are y'all talking about? Yeah. You I know? mean, that's how it usually is with me in the Discord because I'm never watching live. <laughs> and I was in, I've been in there for the last few weeks being like, yeah, what's going on? Okay. Like, oh, for real? Yeah. She said that? Oh, wait, what happened? Yeah. That's usually how I am in the Discord because right. I don't have live cable. <laughs> yes. That is funny. Okay. Well, we got a couple new, new friends that joined the Discord last week. So that's Welcome, good. friends. Um, so yeah, the more the more the merrier because it is really funny. All right, so we open with Jason. just like that. It's hometowns yes. and um, yeah, we open with Jason and it's just all so precious to me. I think uh, Jason is from New Orleans, which I didn't know. Um, I used to live in New Orleans. Love that. Um, for him. And, and as soon as I found that out, I was like, oh, it makes yes. sense because New Orleans is like so chill. Like my friends from New Orleans, I adore them. They're like um, the and they're not even honestly in all reality, they're not even black. These are my white friends from like sure. middle school. Um, but they're like in their adulthood. They're just so like, hey, baby, New Orleans. Mm-hmm. The, the nickname is the Big Easy. So it's like everything's just easy going and like laid back and no one's really in a rush Mm -hmm. or anything it's just like and and everything's very individualized like so it just it just all made sense where I was like oh now I'm understanding Jason's personality because he was not giving LA to me like I was like nothing about this man is saying well kind of it makes sense I'm confused I understand though he might not give LA heavy he does give Santa Monica he does give Venice I think the Mm, area that yeah. he has found himself in is the perfect spot for him in LA because everyone in Santa yeah. Monica because my 
obviously, I think our listeners know for the most part, my family is from Louisiana and the Bayou and like Mobile, um, that kind of area. So my family is also like very chill and relaxed and stuff, but it still has that kind of coastal beach town vibe, even though, you know, New Orleans is a little more Mm -hmm. inland. And so I think him being in Santa Monica, I'm like, oh, this tracks. People are a little more relaxed, even though Santa Monica feels like the knockoff version of Malibu where everyone's bougie adjacent, you know, and they're Lululemons. And they're like, I Mm -hmm. am rich, but I'm also cool. And I live in a really tiny ramshackle apartment in Santa Monica. Like that's the the energy. Hannah Brown lives in in Santa Monica now. So I feel like you get one of two people in Santa Monica in Venice. You either get your Hannah Brown or you get your Jason, which is like, it's just a nice, easy Uh place for you to transition. Um, And I I can only say that because I, you know, essentially lived in Venice and Santa Monica for uh, a while. So yeah, I think it makes sense. Uh, But seeing that he was from Louisiana, I was like, ah, duh. Duh, this makes so much the because you know how he always has the unbuttoned shirt with the chain, chest hair percolating, mm-hmm. yeah. t shirt under the. Th- I was like, oh, the reason I like Jason so much is because he reminds me of my papa. That's why, yeah, that is why. Mm-hmm. So that was really yeah. fun to, to see all of the, the lines connect and be like, oh, this makes sense. This is why Jason is this way, right. Yeah, so we're in we're in New Orleans, and um, it's just it's just very sweet because his dad kind of comes out right away, mm-hmm. and his dad uh, basically breaks down in tears as soon as he sees Jason, which is also which is so precious to me. Um, also, because it, like it's kind of funny because you think about like okay, they only been gone for like. A month and a half like what but it's like these people don't live they probably don't live yeah he lives you know, on so the like other he, side he probably of the hasn't country seen his dad. Yep. yeah like he probably hasn't seen his dad since like the holidays mm-hmm. all that um so his dad just gives such beautiful and precious like father son energy mm-hmm. because his parents are divorced they're separated correct? They're separated. So that's why uh, after Gabby and Mm -hmm. Jason have their fun on Bourbon Street throwing throwing all the beads and doing their little dance, which also was so... Uh Seeing Jason dance was so cute. (laughs) Um, But seeing Papa Michael come in through the park, like in the park so that they could have their time together is because he he lives separately. Um, They they separated. Right. It was also mm-hmm. so nice to see, yeah, his dad. Um, I don't know why I'm calling him Papa Michael, probably because I call my Papa Papa, um, but he brought Gabby uh-huh. flowers. I don't recall ever seeing yeah. a parent bring something for the bachelorette. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, right. but I thought that right. was so sweet and such a testament to his character, and it reminded yeah. me of home. It mm-hmm. really did immediately. I was like... Yeah. Oh yeah, because whenever you meet somebody for the first time, you always gotta bring them something. My mama be yelling at me when some people come over and they don't bring nothing to introduce themselves mm-hmm. to her. And look at him, he's doing it for Gabby. Right. And he was so country. Right. He was so, yeah. so country. I don't know whether yeah. to laugh or cry. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the type of it's the type of southern southern charm that like doesn't make you cringe and like screw, have the undertones of racism and like misogyny yeah. and, and and things like that. You know, um, and even that can also... even if it exists in there, it's like you know, mm-hmm. it's that layered. <laughs> it's yeah. that you don't you don't yeah. see it coming kind of um, right. energy. And they have a right. really beautiful conversation. Exactly. You know, um, it's very cool to see how clearly close Jason is with his parents because in this conversation I Uh I know that his father Michael is like you know a lot of people wear their logo and their brand on the outside and Jason Jason wears his logo and his brand on the inside and it puts him to it reduces him to tears Mm -hmm. which was you know very heartwarming to see that the character of his son is something that this father reveres and is able to talk openly about it with his potential daughter-in-law, um, which right. I thought was really sweet. Now, something I did th- think was interesting was, one, we did not see Gabby have a conversation with Jason's father on her own. And so I was like, I wonder mm-hmm. if they cut that out because they didn't care to show us yeah. or what, but I would have been really interested to see yeah. them have their own, you know, personal and private conversation um but with this date in particular right because it doesn't happen on any of the other dates we don't see gabby have a private conversation with jason's father and we don't see gabby have a private conversation Uh with jason's mother but we see it in every other date and i think that's something for us to pay attention to um Mm -hmm. and jason goes off and talks with his dad and you know it's clear that they they're very close and his dad just adores Jason and he was like you know I support you if this is the real deal I want to be the best man in your wedding and something I clocked uh, which I'd love to know your thoughts Mm -hmm. about is Jason's continued discomfort with the conversations and once again I think Jason has been like the most genuine character that we've had on this season he's shown up as himself he's shown up aware of the Mm -hmm. absolute absolutely bonkers circumstances he's been uh, thrown into the environment he's been very open about how uncomfortable it is and how much he's struggling and it seems just watching his body language how he like is kind of looking around towards like the producers and the cameras there's a lot of tension Uh in his shoulders the way he's holding himself and holding his knee he's looking side to side Um, it almost seems like he's grimacing having this conversation about his potential moving forward with Gabby's relationship and maybe being engaged to her and he doesn't feel safe in saying that out loud um which I think is something to to note not to like condemn him for having these feelings I think he's the most rational person on the series (laughs) yeah it 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 reminds me of so that that's what that's where like this franchise I think this franchise would do it's an like okay the stakes are high because there's a proposal but like in reality how many of these couples have gotten proposed have gotten engaged and stayed engaged or made it to or made it to a a wedding like the percentage is very very small yeah because i mean rachel Um, and brian didn't get married until they'd been together for like three years right yeah, they just celebrated their three-year wedding anniversary, and her bachelorette season was definitely was twenty seventeen five years yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so th- that's what 
so okay so the the stakes are are the engagement Mm -hmm. um and then but in reality this is a two something month process so it's like are we really yes it's very like heightened and it's more intense because you like have to have these conversations right off the bat but it's like in reality it, it makes sense to not want to get engaged after two months but for some reason the people that come on this show that say that are always painted in this bad light and speaking of rachel Lindsay, that's exactly what happened on her season when she was um with peter and peter was like i I think everyone would agree that peter was her strongest connection um and then peter was very much like i'm not gonna propose to you like (laughs) i really like you and I'm falling in love with you, but like, in reality, like we just need more time. And for Rachel at that time, she was ready for an engagement. So she was like, well, I can't accept that answer because I'm looking for an engagement. And had she been, had she got on the show, you know, maybe like open. I mean, I feel like you can't really, that's the thing that like you can't really sign on the show and be like, Oh, I'm open to whatever ending happens. Like I think if you sign on as the lead of the show, the producers are expecting for you to want an engagement. And so she was kind of, I think put in this box of like, no, I have to get engaged at the end of this. So if you can't do that for me, then like I have to let you go mm-hmm. um, regardless of how I feel for you. And so I think that that's what happens on this show is people who come in there with, the reality of like oh no i really like you and i'm really falling for you and like i could see us getting engaged at some point but right now for after two months on a national tv show when it's like an engagement in itself is so special and and heightened and like uh you want it to be personal and, and like i don't know just to do it on on tv it, it gets this added mm-hmm. pressure on top of on top of like you two making this commitment to each other that sometimes people don't want that and sometimes people want to date and want to say hey i am dating you with the intention of marrying you but i'm just not going to propose at this time and the show automatically says well you're not ready for marriage so you gotta get absolutely out of here. and i don't necessarily think that's always fair to the person who's really just trying to be a realistic person and not give in to the parameters that this show has built itself especially on. on a show where a startling per- percentage. I'd be. I wonder if Bachelor Data actually has um, notated the percentage of couples that actually remain together. Mm-hmm. But most of the couples that get to the end yeah. don't end up remaining together. We the last few seasons. Exactly. Let's see. Let's let's track backwards. Mm-hmm. Clayton and Susie don't look like they're together. Uh, they first of all, I did not know they moved to Virginia Beach. Don't disrespect my home city like that. Like how you are not. Oh, I didn't. I we don't know. want you. Please leave. And so they're moving. They're moving. Yeah. Um, I think Virginia Beach also might be too small, uh, small fry, for someone like Susie, who is really h- hilarious. Oh. By the way, that girl is funny. Clayton's weird, but Susie really? is funny. So Clayton's moving to Arizona. Okay. Susie's moving to LA, and they're like. We'll see where our relationship goes. I think Clayton said something like, I don't know if we're going to be together for a month or for the rest of our lives. And it's like, bro, you're moving to different states. Hello? Right. Um, right. So I don't know. Long distance relationships can work for some. It obviously worked for Rachel and Brian. Worked for mm-hmm. me and Max, you know. But mm-hmm. it's interesting mm-hmm. for them to have moved somewhere together and then decide to go to their go their separate ways. 
So right. I wonder if contractually yeah. they're obligated to kind of stay together or what. Anyways, Clayton and Susie mm-hmm. aren't still together. Um, Michelle and Nate aren't still together. Katie and Blake aren't still together. Mm-hmm. God bless Matt and, and Rachel because they're going strong. They are going strong. Claire and Dale aren't together. Tasha and Zach aren't together. No. Like, where are the where are right. the success stories that exactly. have come out where of any they? of our recent series? So, for a show yeah. to have that kind of reputation for promoting, like, building these healthy, yeah. long lasting relationships that are going to end in marriage, you don't have the, you don't got the, you don't have it. And I think it's okay. It's very much like. It's, it's okay to make change. It's okay to flip the script. Yes. It's okay to, like, say that you don't have to get it. Like, we, we're just watching a glorified dating show. Like, we'll be happy if y'all say, we're going to give this a try. We're going to go on a couple dates over a month or two. We're going to see what happens. Great. Happy Absolutely. for you. Love that for you. Because in reality, we still out here on Hinge matching with people and don't nobody exactly. say hi. So, like, we're happy. <laughs> we're happy to watch at least some type of success in a the dating world. A bitch be thriving um, watching Love Island, Okay thriving exactly. i don't think any like, of those we, couples have ever maybe one or two couples of the i think nine seasons we've gotten of of love island uk uh-huh. have actually married each other uh-huh. but some of them have yeah. been together for years at this point like i believe Paige turley and finn i don't know what his last name is they're still together to my knowledge shanice and hmm. i think the dude's name the dude she was with uh, justin they just recently broke up after a few years um, like it's totally mm-hmm. fine for these folks to just come away with a right. relationship that they want to work on. But this show exactly. is so reliant on its format and is so dead set mm-hmm. on keeping things the same, even though times right. have shifted, the way people look at relationships have shifted, the way people engage with each exactly. other, the way we live life has exactly. changed forever with this pandemic. So why not switch up the format and allow somebody to call into question exactly. the norms that we already have instead of villainizing Jason exactly. for it, which it seems like it's kind of where we're we're getting, you know, we're starting to turn the tides mm-hmm. and I think they want it, they're trying to keep things not as obvious even though i feel like after tonight's episode it's pretty clear and i said it a couple weeks ago i was like eric is somebody we have to worry about because i feel like they're not showing us all the context and he feels way every time we saw him talk on camera his feelings were so clearly further ahead than us as an audience could accept because we weren't seeing something and I right. do feel that right. tonight's episode kind of proved that. And so with Jason, though, uh-huh. they still want us to think that he's the front runner. And so we get these little tidbits yeah. where, you know, he's talking to Gavin. He's like, you know, you caught me when I was about to leave. Before they went to Paris, he was ready mm-hmm. to go. <laughs> and right. you see, like, Gabby's right. face kind of shift. And much of her um, mm-hmm. one-on-one, or not one-on-one, hometown evening portion is spent with her asking the sister like uh do i fit in here do you think he could be with somebody like me all of this kind of stuff because it's probably Mm -hmm. instilling some insecurities as to whether or not he's ready for a serious relationship but i don't think someone not being ready for an engagement after eight weeks means they're not ready for a serious relationship that's not mutually exclusive plus correct Plus, it just, like, robs even, so, like, this and also Paradise, like, it just robs, it's just adding more, and, like, everyone comes with their own baggage, whatever, but it's just adding more baggage 
to each of these people's lives. Like, yes, they made the choice to, you know, go on the show and stuff. But, like, nobody, like, if, when you come to a relationship, you know, you talk about your past relationships. But, like, if you bring up a past engagement, then it's like, oh. Wait a minute. Okay, so then mm-hmm. what happened? Like, you, you was engaged and y'all just decided not to get married? Like, it's just, like, nobody really needs that like if people do have the vision or like the dream or whatever of getting married in their life and they probably imagine that they would only get engaged once and only get married once you know and so like to to force that and be like you must get engaged you know it's like okay well damn can i take like a little bit of time to like figure this out like i need a minute when my dad proposed to my mother she said i need a minute i'm gonna let you know though (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then she took her time and went and, you know, saw what was out there. She said, "Okay, I'm good. We can we could do this, you know, like it. And then they was married for, you know, 25 years up until his Mm -hmm. passing. Um, So, you know, it's like just don't put that on on these people. Don't put that pressure on them because and like it can be done tastefully. Like we saw done distastefully on Juan Pablo season. Um, when he was like, I want you to be my girlfriend. And like, it was just like, very like, what? Uh, was there was like, no was conversation. Like, nah, that, that was not no, no, do it. Yeah, no, she was going in there thinking that she was about to get engaged. And he said, we could date. Um, and it was just not it. And everybody hated him for it, myself included. Um, but also she looked real dumb too, as well. And to this day, they're not together. So, uh, yeah, I think that there is a way to reformat. I would love to see a complete rebranding. I would love to see a complete restructuring. I would love, yeah, just for this show to be shaken up. Like, once again, bringing in my Big Brother references. Big Brother, they said rules where? Like, they literally will do whatever they want whenever. And because they can, because they're in charge. Mm-hmm. Like, you you are in charge. Like, you can do whatever, but you're continually forcing these same narratives and these same, honestly, harmful narratives because people come out of this f- happy for a, a second and then they're miserable and, you know, breaking up and all these yeah. things. <sighs> I just would love to see that it just, switch up. I don't think that we yeah. will. But I would because the stripping because I was thinking about this when you were saying, you know, a lot of people probably only want to get engaged once. And it's like, even if you want to get engaged 62 times before you fucking die, even if you want to be a human Mm -hmm. of the world, and it's like, I'm trying to marry all of them. Okay, I want all the alimony checks. I want first, second, third, fourth and fifth Mm -hmm. husband and spouse and wife like go off. Those moments should still be Mm -hmm. up to you. And this show has a way of stripping people of their autonomy by making them look like they're bugging if they decide to ask questions about, like, am I actually ready for such a big decision that's going to change the course of my fucking life after eight weeks? Maybe not. Right. And that should be okay. Why can't we make room for him to have a conversation with Gabby about it? Which hopefully is going right. to come exactly. um, in the, the coming weeks and stuff. But I'm sure, like, I just, I think that it's not going to end well. I feel like yeah. Jason's probably not going to look great at the end, which I think is bullshit because he's done nothing but stay authentic true, and true to himself and been completely honest and transparent yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. Now, do we need him? <laughs> do I need him to be a little more elaborative? Yes. Okay, like when he told Gabby, yeah, I almost left, and he just left it at that, and Gabby ain't asked no questions. I was like, wait, can we get some more context or some shit? Like, you're not going to say nothing else. Exactly. Uh, 
okay. All right. I'll just, um, okay. You know, or even when the night portion, which I, you know, obviously we need to get into, um, when he's talking to his mother and he's like, I don't see myself being ready realistically to be engaged. I'm like, okay, uh-huh. engaged ever? Or like engaged at the end of this process? Yeah. I'm assuming engaged at the end of this right. process, but I need you to give me a little yeah. more to work with. Yeah. Um, so I, I just wish that people made more room for people to have that kind of processing moment on this show. But like you said, I don't know that the show is willing to give that to us because they're so tied to the way they have things built and telling the same old, reductive, boring antiquated narratives um but we do get in the nighttime uh portion and we go to her so jason's mama's name is karen and i was like damn Mm -hmm. what an unfortunate name for a white woman on the bachelor in 2022 but i love her mama mama karen first of all they show the outside of their house and i saw a sign yeah you know Signs Uh in the South can go one of two directions in somebody's front yard, especially a white person's. It's a Black Lives Matter sign, bro. Now, to be fair, that could have been the front of anybody's fucking house. It could have been the front of anybody's house. Yeah. But I choose to believe Uh that Mama Karen has a Black Lives Matter sign in front of her house. And I just loved her vibe, her energy. She reminded me of, I was like, does she do voodoo? She had that, like, um... Uh, bone r- bracelet on. Did you see? Did you notice uh-huh. that? Like the dark. Is she the? Wait, hold on. I have to go look. Is she the one who uh, looked? Looked. She like... had like a yes. bump okay, it. Okay. So, someone, someone in the disc, <laughs> someone in the Discord said, um, she looks like she dated rock stars in her youth. <sighs> like she has a story about Slash for sure. That's so funny. And I'm like, no, exactly. Exactly. Like, she got some stories. She was, you know, traveling with them. I would love to have known Um, what her and Papa Michael's relationship was like when they were, you know, young and happy and in love and stuff. I really, I hope Uh that they, you know, were able to separate amicably and there's not, like, you know, a lot of pain and trauma there. And even if there is, like, that people are processing and, and moving through it in a restorative and a healing way. But I would... I, that's something yeah. I was thinking of. I was like, I want to know what she was like when she was. Does she have a voodoo doll somewhere in the house? She seems. <laughs> yeah, she seems. She seems great. She definitely is giving. Like, yeah, some of my friends from New Orleans. I'm like, yeah, that's definitely their the vibe of their mom. That's um, one of those white ladies' I, house that my I parents did. would have let me go to. Like, my parents were very specific about yeah. whose house I was allowed to go over, period. They definitely didn't let, let me do sleepovers because they were like, we don't know what they got going on in their house. We don't know what they uh, daddy and mama's like. I don't know if they're going to touch you inappropriately or something. Yeah. Um, but there were uh-huh. select few families that my parents would allow me to spend time with. And so I wonder if uh, Miss Karen, Mama Cam- Karen, is one of those households I would have been allowed in. Yeah, I will say this is not really related. I mean, it is related, but I I will say I did. I did find it a bit strange that uh, Gabby resembled Jason's sister, like, okay, uh, a little bit more than I think I would feel comfortable with. I Um, think the only reason I thought they looked similar is because they both have lip filler and brown hair. (laughs) Could be that. But. I thought Jason's sister looked like Kelly Flanagan, like disturbingly so. 
Hmm. Yeah. Like same face. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Yeah. That Dang, too. that's such a good point. Um, Ew. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I just, I'm just saying, like, I don't know, it might just be me, but I do feel a little uncomfortable with this. Uh, Max actually <laughs> so, just had this moment earlier this week. I was showing him pictures from when we went and saw Meg Thee Stallion. Arlene had just taken pictures of me uh-huh. standing in line. And he was like, ew. And I was uh-huh. like, nigga, ew, what do you mean? I thought I looked good right. in this picture. He was like, no, you look right. like Camille, which is Max's younger sister. Oh, I was like, who was Camille? Yeah, he was like, <laughs> and I kept showing him photos. I was like, do I look like Camille here? He's like, ew, yes. And, and we kept swiping through and all of them. He was like, ah. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh that's no. unfortunate. Which, it, But it explains why when we went on vacation with his family, I'll tell this story someday. Maybe uh-huh. in a lifestyle episode we can talk about it because um, we both just recently went yeah. on family vacations. But everyone uh-huh. thought that I was the third sister. Like when we would go out in public, everyone oh. thought I was, you know, like Max and Camille's other sister. And I was like, ah, no, <laughs> we're not holding hands because no. we're close. <laughs> we're holding right. hands because we no. do the sex, you know? So, yeah, um, no, we're not. I, I definitely get the discomfort, you know, and being like, okay, Jason, why are you dating somebody that looked like your sister? Hello? Are we okay? Do we yeah. need to? <laughs> it's just, I'm, I'm like to the point where my, my sister's name is Alexandria, but we call her Alex. And like, if I see a guy on Hinge with the name Alex, I'm like, no, I can't. <sighs> like, I just like, I just like, Dang, can't do bro. It. Like, what if the love of your life, my sister's name, what if his like, name is Alex? I don't know. I just am like, I just don't want that. I just, I just don't want like any crossover anywhere. Yeah. Um, but it's cool to see Gabby yeah, and uh, I, Kelsey. I almost called Kelsey Alex. Um, it's, it's cool to see them right. bond because immediately they like are riffing off of each other. Giggle fest. Yes, a quick key key. It's just like, like two peas in a pod. Right. They seemed very similar when it came yes. to their personalities. And that's kind of what creeped me out. I was like, yo, they seem like they're the same yeah. person. Jason, is that right. why you like her so much? Because, you know, she reminds you of your sister. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was kind of And Gabby strange. does ask. She was like, you know, do you think I'd fit in here? And, you know, do you think your brother could be with somebody like me? And I loved the way Gabby was so intentional with the way she engaged with folks on this episode. She was uh-huh. not just answering the parents' question or the siblings' questions. She also had questions for herself. And, like, what is it going yeah. to be like? Of course, I'm getting that phone call that I was expecting. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, of course. What was I about to say? Damn, that phone call just really distracted the the <laughs> mess out of me. Gabby, Gabby, uh, answering everyone's questions oh, like the mom. But the she sister. also had questions of her own. She was like, you know, I have some reservations about how different Jason and I are, and I'm trying to figure out like if that's if that's going to work. Is that sustainable? And I think it's a fair question to ask, especially because, and I get that Gabby's. A little unsure and uneasy about how different they are because it does seem that Jason presents as a introvert and she is very much an extrovert an extrovert for but sure. I do think that could afford a lot of beautiful balance you know it could 
offer them opportunities yeah. to lean on each other and check in on each other when they uh, are socially exhausted, be it like Gabby's socially exhausted uh-huh. from being an extrovert or he's uh, socially exhausted from being an introvert. They can exchange that energy well. I think uh, it's one of the right. reasons I really enjoy being with Max because he's more of an introvert. And I would consider myself an uh-huh. ambivert that can be an extrovert because obviously our job demands us to do so. And mm-hmm. so um, mm-hmm. I thought it was really cool to see Gabby like try to make room for that conversation and even ask, like, is he ready for a long term commitment? Because she probably has some reservations about yeah. him being like, I almost left, which, to be fair, I feel like he stated also on their one on one that he was ready to go three days in when he wasn't sleeping and he wasn't eating. Yeah. Um, and so Gabby's uh-huh. just trying to figure out where she fits and what this relationship looks like going forward. And it's yeah, it was cool to see her be able to ask and receive. I think that's really ask and special, receive. Yeah, uh, it was a it was a strong start to the episode, and un- not unfortunately because we do love Jason over here, but like we 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 got on a couple tangents, but we will. <laughs> We'll get to these other people, and we won't talk about them for 50 minutes like we talked about. I think Jason deserved this. That's my thing. Jason deserved this amount of space, just like all of the hometowns deserve this amount of space. So they should have just split the episode in fucking half. Okay? Shit. Right. They should have. They should. But I'm just fair warning our listeners that they don't think, wait a minute, are they about to talk for 50 minutes about each hometown? The answer is no, because in reality... I don't really remember the the other ones as much, Um, (laughs) except for Tyler's because he went home. Um, So who's up next? I think Zach. We switched to Rachel. Zach and and we have Zach's hometown. Zach is in Anaheim. And wait, hold on. Let me let me go look at my notes. By my notes, I mean um, the Discord. (laughs) don't have any notes <laughs> well it's pretty chill you know zach and rachel are in anaheim they meet up and they immediately go on a bike tour this episode was so rushed that they wasted no time barely said hey hi hello my nigga they was like hi right. okay so oh I yeah got because bikes. <laughs> did he oh no i'm thinking of tina yeah. i think who pulled up in the tino. jeep in the white tino. jeep was that yeah. tino oh see okay um okay um but yeah, Zach. I thought his date was so, like, his day portion of the date was so intentionally planned, which I thought was really cool because we've got, okay, we've got yeah. the bikes, which is throwing it back to when they were just in the Netherlands, you know? Right. I'm like, okay, y'all always stay on some bikes. Okay. Work. Uh, and so I'm like, okay, thank you so much. This is uh, a nice, intentional, like, intentionally structured day. I want her to do things that we've enjoyed yeah. doing together. And I'm also going to bike her around Anaheim. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they could have gone to Disneyland. But he decided to do something that have, was yeah, more no. creative, which I loved. I feel like this was, in my opinion, the most intentionally planned date of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're biking down this alley. And I'm like, okay, bitch, why are we behind a goddamn Ralph's? Why are we in a grocery store, you know, right. back alleyway? Is there a Dollar General and a Ross nearby? Like, what's going on? 
Yeah. And so um, they climb a ladder to the top of a building. And I was like, woo. Oh, yes. Okay. I was I was like, where is this going? I'm like literally trying to rack my brain and be like, what? Yeah. Okay. Yes. I and so they that. climb to the top of the building and he's taken her to do the thing that they both did with their parents, their fathers, when they were younger to uh-huh. go plane watching. And I was like, bitch, if this is just a hint of what you're going to yeah. get in a relationship with Zach. I don't want to see nobody else. Right. Exactly. It was so well thought How out. Thoughtful. It was so thoughtful and unexpected. And it was like very full circle for them. Yeah. Um, it was actually very full circle for them because even when we get later to the family, we get to watch their little first one-on-one date. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, they don't normally, this show doesn't normally like reference back to like, earlier dates um you know they might like talk about them like oh yeah we did this you know we did this but it's like for them to literally show that whole video to the family of their first date i was like oh we don't normally do Mm -hmm. this so this is kind of nice and and it was so nice to see Um, them like just kind of talking about where they're at and their relationship and stuff but i do mm -hmm. something i noticed in this date uh, first of all, lighting was fantastic, sensational. They went at golden hour, and I was like, "Ooh, okay, this is the first time. This Ooh. is the first time Rachel's tan has looked right." You know what I mean? Because the sun is the sun okay, is hitting yes. her at just the right angle, so she don't look orange no more. Yeah. Um, Good. But Zach is kind of reiterating his feelings and how he's you know falling for her and falling in love and stuff. And this mm-hmm. is one of the first times yeah. of his hometown where we see Rachel once again in her ITM, to be fair, um, just saying it's so uh-huh. incredible to hear Zach tell me how he feels about me. But never does she yeah. talk about how she feels about him. She doesn't tell him right. how she feels about him. She doesn't even say, yeah, like, I yeah. like you a lot. Like, she doesn't say any of that. Right. It's like she's eating no. up all of his... It reminds me of the girl in... Um, or one of the characters in uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, whoever be eating all of the shit, and it's like, mm-hmm. slow down, bitch, you, you gonna explode? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what it reminds me of, mm-hmm. is Rachel has this habit of yeah. taking on the validation of what somebody pours into her, but is not willing to pour out. Yeah. And I'm not saying that is, she's doing it maliciously yeah. once again. I'm not saying anybody mm-hmm. is being disingenuous in how they're engaging with each other, but it was something right. I noticed. And I was like, maybe she wants to you know, remain true to herself. Maybe she made an agreement to herself that she's only going to tell one person that she loves them on this show while she's there. Maybe she's not feeling the same way about him. Um, You know, whatever that is. And she doesn't feel safe enough or she's too nervous to tell him like she's not quite there yet, but she's really excited to see if she can get there in the next few weeks. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's just something that I clock because every time he's like, I'm yeah. falling in love with you. I'm falling for you. She's like, oh, my God. Like, thank you for telling me that. Like, oh, it's so good to hear you yeah. tell me that. Like, I love hearing your feelings about me. That's how it comes off. And it's. Right. It's a little concerning. Yeah. it's it, it, Right. It goes back to what we've been. I think we said last week and maybe the week before of like, what's his name? Zach is the guy that like. Is, is the smarter choice for sure. Rachel and is like the more mature and the more like realistic choice to the point where like I think that I could see them going far and if they made it to the end and then had a relationship I could see like Rachel 
being the one to end the relationship because she is so drawn to the like the excitement i don't want to say messiness the mess yeah the excitement is a better way like and and zach is just like stable like solid his uncle is literally cronk like you cannot get more solid of a man (laughs) than that um cronk is a mat like massive it also man. explains uh, Zach's like voice. It explains <laughs> yeah. Zach's voice oh, yeah, so yeah. Yeah. much. That's I I literally mentioned that in the Discord. I was like, I remember on Zach's first one-on-one, I was like, this man's voice is low. I was not expecting his voice to be that low. And then so now with Kronk being his uncle, I'm like, oh yeah, it all makes sense. Cause like that that bass be running in the face. I really thought you were about um, to make yeah, an I Emperor's think... New Groove uh reference just now. I thought you were about to be like, Oh yeah. Oh. It's all coming together. I thought you were about to say Kronk's line from Emperor's New Groove. You did not. But oh, it was so close. I didn't. See that movie? That movie was never like it. it, Like I think some people like loved *Emperor's New Groove*, and I like liked it, but that was never my like rewatch. Like I wasn't like really rewatching. I watched that that movie movie like two weeks ago, bro. I love *Emperor's New*. I saw that movie in theaters and like cried because my mom was running late getting us to the theater, so I missed the first like five ten minutes of it. I was in shambles. She immediately she got it for me on. I can't remember if it was VHS or DVD at that time. Maybe both. Um, but uh-huh. yeah, I love yeah. Emperor's New Groove. That was my movie, boy. Yeah, I never, I didn't, I didn't really get too much into it. I'm sorry, Uncle Zach, <laughs> Uncle Zach Kronk. Um, I didn't get too much into it. I do remember like when Disney came out with the series. Emperor's New and School. that would always be on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would always be on because... I probably mentioned this on previous episodes, like previous seasons, but when I was younger, um, I always, this is like, uh, part of the privilege that I grew up with. Like I always had a TV in my bed. Wow. Um, so I grew up like literally always falling asleep with the TV on. Cause I was like low key afraid of the dark and like night lights didn't really do it for me. Um, so I would always like leave my TV on and it always had to be Disney channel because even Nickelodeon at night would show like scary commercials. Like they would get like regular, like movie trailers, commercials, and Disney didn't have that, so I would always have to fall asleep with Disney because otherwise I would wake up and, like, the Grudge commercial was on in the middle of the night and I'm, like, terrified and can't go back sure. to sleep because I also struggled really bad with nightmares. Um, so anyways, I so my memories of Emperor's Groove and Kronk are me, like, waking up at, like, 3 a.m. as a child and seeing, Emperor's like, New School. Pull the lever, yeah, Kronk. Like, for sure. <laughs> like, that's, like, what I remember more of. Um, but, like, the actual movie, I didn't really watch as much i can't really tell you i mean i know that the premise is like he turns into a llama but like other than that i can't really tell you what that movie's about yeah sorry that's fair but you knew eartha kitt's line from it so like give yourself a little bit of credit (laughs) i know Um, something else that i thought was really funny going into the night portion of this day i was like wait so you're telling me cusco and Kronk are now bachelor universe lore like both David Spade yes. and Patrick Warburton. That's funny. I didn't think about are that. now yes. a part of the Bachelor franchise and so wow. like how forever the alive. weirdest full circle moment, especially because us as a lot of you know the viewers in the the main demographics, I would say is you know between twenty four to thirty five. I feel like is a, a lot of the Bachelor viewership mm-hmm. now, which means we were children watching, yeah, um, watching the Bachelor and the Bachelorette with our parents. But now we're 
adults right. and of course our our um, yeah. our families still watch like it. We started out right, we started out younger than all the contestants and now we're older. Yeah, or <laughs> than most or the, of the same age. We're like, wait, when that happened? Or the yeah. same age. And so yeah. I remember there was like a, a a scene tag at the end of the episode where Rachel asks Patrick Warburton for a high five because that's a that's a big uh-huh. bit for a croc. And I was like, oh shit. Of course, Rachel okay. knows these references because she and I were the same age yeah. when Emperor's New Groove came out. Like right. this, this is her bread and butter. This yeah. is probably like meeting a childhood hero. You know what I right. mean? So, see, so, yeah, that went over my head. The high fives. I was like, I'm confused, but other people think that it's great. Yeah. So yeah, okay, I that's was fair. There. That makes um, sense but now. yeah, I feel like the night portion of the day is you know pretty cool. I Rachel meets his. Um, mom, dad, his sister, and Auntie Annette, Auntie mm-hmm. Annette, and Uncle Pat, and it, it's really nice to see. I guess the the questions. This is my thing. Mr. Chapman, who is Zach's father, also loved that name for a first name. That kind of mm-hmm. goes crazy. He shows uh-huh. his reservations without being fucking disrespectful. He's like, you know, how does this, how does this work? You are dating other people. Like, where do you see yourself going with this? Uh Um, But at the end of it, after conversing with Rachel, he's like, you know, we would love to have you be a part of our family. Like we're all in. If, if our son loves you and he wants to start his life with you, welcome to the family, sis. And it's cool to see um, that kind of conversation be able to be had because he's transparent, he's honest, but he's not mean, he's not unkind, he's not unwelcoming in any way, shape, Mm -hmm. or form. And it gives Rachel, I think, an opportunity to like really explore like where she's at with him, what she's feeling, uh, and where she sees herself going with him. And we also get to see Rachel talk to Zach's mom. We get to see Zach talk to his dad Mm -hmm. and his mom, which I thought was really nice. Um, I will mm-hmm. say one of the standout moments is when Zach's father says, you know, you, you go to the most romantic places on earth, you know, you could fall in love with a monkey. And Rachel's like, so she's so <laughs> serious. She's like, yeah, so dead ass. And it's like, bro, you, you, <laughs> right. we got to be more intentional with how we talk to each other. Right. Um, yeah. But it's, it's kind of cool to be able to see them have that transparent conversation and be like, you know, we want you to be able to marry your best friend. We want to look out for our son. And I know you're dating other people. Uh, Zach's mom says the same. I and mean, clearly our son's enamored with you. So we just want to know that should you choose mm-hmm. him, we will welcome you in yeah. with, with open arms. And they say the same to their son. Right. It's like, if this is the choice you want to make, like we can tell you're in love with her. <laughs> you, you're fucking glowing, mm-hmm. child. Um, and so it's yeah. nice to see that they're they're so willing to be open to the process uh, rather than yeah. completely resistant or just completely gullible to the wares of what this reality show really offers and brings. Right. I. Yeah, because I think that that's what we see. Sorry. Go oh, ahead. no. Go ahead. You're fine. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I think that's what we see in, like, past seasons and stuff. You know, you, you see the skepticism of the parents because they're like, protective over their child they want to make sure that their child is um loved in the same way that or the love is reciprocated in the same way that they see it Mm -hmm. being given um but they're also like uh, we we're not completely sold but like we just want you to be happy we want our child to be happy so like we're going to support you 
But like, we also want you to be realistic and, you know, making sure that this is the right decision. We don't want you to hurt. Um, you know, he seemed, our Zach seems so in love. Like we just, we just don't want him to get hurt. It's like, we want to make sure that you understand the process and where you're at and that he understands. And so I think that from past seasons, we see that and that's mm -hmm. normal. Like, I think it is, it is a little bit more alarming when people are like, Oh, like, amazing yeah so happy for you we're so in love like yes please get engaged we'll accept you okay great like sure but like if you wasn't on the show and like your child said i'm gonna propose someone after two months you'd be like wait what mm -hmm. um so the opposite like both both extremes are concerning um so we got a good middle ground with zach and then of course we get the like extreme extreme later with tino it but before we oh, get to tino I was oh, just go going ahead. to say, I personally felt so uncomfortable when they were showing the footage back from their dates. I would sooner fucking oh, yeah. die than some production yeah. come in and have me and Max's family sit down and then watch videos of us tonguing each other down. Hello? That was weird to me. That was very strange. I did not yeah. like. That was very strange. I would have been like. Cause they like, it's like, why, what was the reason? Like we, I mean, yes, they like made that movie, whatever, but it's like, we normally don't have that. You bit don't, for we didn't need so it. It was, like, it was we, a perfect hometown without it. You it. know, I just imagine like Zach's yeah. sister. I'm imagining my sister have to sit down and watch a video of me and Max, like in a hot tub together. I know Zach's sister was like, okay, yeah. bitch, can I leave now? Are we done? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and Zach tells. Uh, so then we get to. What? I was gonna. I was gonna move but on. Zach but Zach tells Rachel he's in love with her. He goes from falling in love with her to saying I'm completely in love with you. Mm -hmm. And so I just thought that was important to note because once again Rachel's like, "Ah, thanks." And yeah. that's the end of the date. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, we already know where that's going. Um, yeah, so then we get to to Sir Johnny, and I feel like we've left the like reality, like because I feel like uh, Jason and Zach have like the same energy of like they're just like regular regular guys who like came on the show, and we're like, oh, like y'all want me on the show? Like, okay, I guess like I'll do it, and like didn't necessarily come on the show for Instagram followers, didn't necessarily come on the show, like, for all this fame, whatever. They were like, oh, like, let's see if I actually fall in love. Like, I think that they were just kind of like, we'll see. And then I think now we're getting into, like, the guys that are, like, kind of here for the Instagram fame. Sure. Um, so, and or maybe I'm just thinking Johnny. Uh, <laughs> but, but, yeah, I think that Johnny uh, is, like, he's he's here for the followers and that's fine i do still like him but you know he just gives that vibe of like i'm here for a good time sure um exactly not a long time yeah so johnny we get johnny's date and johnny's entire family has the same haircut uh which i thought was quite interesting it was a strong ccm um, kind of vibe like really hardcore like yeah. christian soft rock band energy from yeah, like the, the brothers, slick, the long slick hair, the the chains, all very that. much Palm um, Beach, giving very much Palm Beach, Florida. Mm -hmm, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. So I, 
really that's really all I remember from Johnny's date is that they all look that's the same. hilarious yeah um, I mean it was a pretty a pretty good date you know they this is my thing I think with Johnny and Gabby is they're clearly attracted to each other and if Gabby was maybe younger and they were on Bachelor in Paradise, they could find something together. Yeah. But Gabby gives yeah. the energy of someone who is very mature and also would like to start her life with somebody. And is lit- like she's an mm-hmm. ICU nurse. I, fingers crossed, hope that she doesn't end up not doing her job anymore, like, you know, leaving her job to become a I social know. media influencer. I know, I know you yeah. know, unfortunately, it ended up happening for for Michelle, though she had her reasons for, for leaving a system that is not pouring mm-hmm. into their instructors, their teachers. But um, yeah, it's the, the energy that they have is like they're in two completely different places in their life. And you can tell that from this date where right. even going in, Gabby's like, I'm here to see my man, Johnny. He's super hot. Uh-huh. He knows it. I know it. You know it. Like that kind of, it's just, it's not the most serious relationship, which I think is something that Gabby is looking for as a long-term commitment, not just like a a fun Mm -hmm. summer fling. Um, Though she does have wonderful conversations with both of their their, um, parents, I feel. It Mm -hmm. just isn't a relationship that I think is in a place where us as an audience or even Gabby can take seriously. Like he's still too young. He's like 20, 24, yeah. 25, I believe. He's 25, I yeah. think. Yeah, he's 25. Um, and his parents, it's so interesting because his parents are like, why do you think you're not ready for something like this? And I'm like, have you met your son? Because he, he, he needs to right. go to therapy or something. Oh, Matt, Max, right. you look exactly. so cute. Hey. Look at that. <laughs> hey. Oh, sorry, y'all. Max <laughs> just walked in and he got one of his Hawaiian Goodwill shirts on and I like that look. Okay. I like it the Hawaiian goodwill. Um, but yeah, so uh, his dad, however, he brings something up that I was real concerned about. Oh, he kissed me on my forehead or the back of my head. Gave a little kiss. All right, the back of your okay, head. Okay, we're going to have a... He said, I got to go. We're going to have a good day. He gonna pick, is he going to pick up Cousin? Um, oh, Cousin is here. We picked him up last night. And so oh. we're, we're actually oh, okay. going out to like Santa Monica and Venice today. So... Um, Cause that's the area that we're obviously the most familiar with. Cause Max and I lived there for so uh-huh. long. Shout out Mr. Bernthal. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, we're going to go meet some of his cousin's friends out in that area and kind okay. of celebrate his cousin's birthday today. But I digress. Um, Johnny's daddy. Let me wait for this ambulance to go away. Johnny's daddy says, you know, are you uh-huh. ready um, mentally and emotionally? Yeah. Are you ready financially? You go down that road together. Now, when that man said that, I was like, ah, 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 ah. Hold up now. Now, I got uh-huh. some questions because what do you mean? What does his finances look like? Right. Y'all still, y'all paying his right. rent somewhere? Exactly. Does, does he not oh. have gainful employment? Like, what? And it's no shade, no judgment, because I obviously am still looking for a job. And it's hard out here for a a fucking Uh pimp. Yeah. But um, what's up? (laughs) That was one of those moments where I was like, oh, he's not ready to start his life with somebody. 
He's not ready. He came on the show to be on mm-hmm. TV. Like he came down the show to get to a get job. a job to be an influencer. And I think he will be a fantastic one. Right. Which right. Which no tea, no shade. Get your coin. We you too can. would like the coin. Um, we are trying to participate in the same right. hustle, sir. <laughs> Exactly. Um, we would like several. Yeah. Of them. And so I, it's one of those things where I get it. And I also don't think you have to be financially stable in order to start your life with somebody. I think that's a misconception. Yeah. I think it's a um, right. kind of misleading because it gives people this false sense of propriety when you're supposed to like enter into a relationship. And whether or not you're allowed Correct. to take yeah. your relationship seriously if you're not in a financially stable place, I think that's bullshit. So I think his dad made a uh-huh. really good point about, you know, you being able to go down that road together. It was just curious that he specifically men- mentioned financials. Right. Um, I, m- I missed that, but uh, that is that is definitely interesting. Yeah. But Johnny sure. says he not he's not yeah. ready for that kind of uh, commitment anyways. So. Yeah. Mm. But they go off on their okay. little boat, well, and, and we keep it moving on to the next date. We keep it moving. Uh, and next is Eric, I no. believe. <laughs> no. Well, that's unfortunate. It's, it's, so tell me who it's it is. Tyler. Oh, <laughs> uh, really? Yeah. Tyler wasn't the last. Oh, you're yeah. right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, you're right. You're right. You're right, Tyler. Okay. So Tyler um, never yeah, got so his own one-on-one. He was the only one entering into this he date didn't. without a one-on-one outside of, you remember they did like many one-on-ones where it's like, we can spend extra time together before the cocktail party. Like he got that with Rachel, but that's yeah. it. Yeah. So we're all kind of going into this one-on-one or this hometown, like who is this sure. man? Um, I mean, Rachel is too, apparently. I think that we... Right, Rachel is as well. Um, they're on the Jersey Shore, um, but I feel like I don't know. I mean, Tyler doesn't really give Jersey to me, mm. like how we talked about earlier. Like I'm just like I don't know what he gives to me. I feel like he gives like Connecticut, um, huh? and <laughs> yeah, like he gives like a. I think he gives like nice yeah. Jersey boy. We're so used to the idea and the. I think what is, you know, a stereotype and a misconception of Jersey folks is like they're all guidos. Like we're looking we're yeah, looking for no. uh what is uh real wives of house real wives of housewives. House real housewives. <laughs> yeah, like what's that uh I guess I guess it's Potomac, New Jersey. No, that's Virginia, bro. <laughs> Girl, I don't know. I don't be watching though real housewives. Uh, I'll be watching Atlanta sometimes, and that's about it. Or I'll be watching. I did watch the girls' trip. That was that actually was, funny. Where they like all I went liked on a that. trip to Mexico. But I think there's another one that happened, and I did. I only watched one. Um, but okay, so I don't. I feel like, yeah. I guess he gives the like, yeah. If there's like a Real Housewives of Jersey, yeah. I guess he he could. He could give. Well, that's my that, that's what I was saying is he does not give that. He bit. doesn't give what I believe yeah. are televised. I'm not saying that any of these people are playing into stereotypes, but I feel like television pushes yeah. people into the position where they lean into their stereotypes or archetypes because that's what, what that's what is produced and that is what is presented to the audience. So we only assume that people like Snooki and JWoww and Vinny 
and all of them homies and then the Real Housewives of New Jersey yeah. and their husbands, we assume that that's what folks are like in New Jersey. They're not at all. Like, one of my yeah. room, no. one of my yeah. first roommates was from Jersey. Her family's not, nothing like that. All of my home, I have a lot of yeah. homies that, like, born and raised in New Jersey. I've been the first black person white New Jersey folks have met, and they don't give New Jersey. Right. They just oh, give yeah. wealthy, you know? Um, so I definitely yeah. see where yeah, no, I definitely, Tyler doesn't give what we've seen I as it's Jersey. Just, I do get that. He just seems... No, I... I I get, I mean, I, yeah, one of my best friends from one of my first tours, she's from mm-hmm. Jersey. Um, and we're still, we're still close to this day. And I've like spent, I've literally spent time with her family on the sure, Jersey shore, yeah. um, like one summer. And, uh, but I don't know. He just gives like, I think, I think maybe what it is is he gives like Midwest. Oh, I don't think I that can he see gives. that. I don't think that's what East Coast. Maybe like East Coast is what I feel like. He doesn't. He gives like because even like there's nice people from Jersey, um, but I, I I don't know. He just gives, he like, gives very, grew like, up on a farm um, kind of energy. Sheltered like kind of like Midwestern. Sure, like you you're like, looking for his cowboy boots. No, oh. no, not not. I'm not saying he's from Texas. No, I, I'm just saying he's from like. I'll just say he looks like he like he could give okay so I know that like him and Mario are close Mario's born and raised in mm-hmm. Naperville like he gives yeah. Naperville to me like he gives midwestern suburbs like you live close to a city but you're not really a sure. city person um, but like you grew up in a suburb that's like a combination of like lots of different people mm-hmm. liberals uh, conservatives whatever like maybe you're giving moderate uh I yeah don't, it, it was just like it, it i feel like he doesn't give he doesn't have an east coast i got you that all. makes sense and he um, also doesn't have the but, same vibe of any of the homie first of all they have the whole jersey shore locked down to themselves and i'm like now that's a fucking dream if i go <laughs> right, on the bachelor exactly, or the bachelorette yeah. what the bachelor if i went on the bachelor i would definitely clear hometowns bitch like i'm thinking i'm i think yeah. you and i are top two material <laughs> I think right, <laughs> right. And if I'm going to the boardwalk and it's shut down, the employees better be at every, every single thing. game station because I'm playing all of them and I need to apprise. Bitch, we're going to Bush Gardens if <laughs> right. I'm on the Bachelorette and we're doing right. a hometown. Are you kidding? Exactly. I'm going to an amusement park for exactly. sure. Exactly um, right. Like let's ride this roller coaster three times in a yes. row. Yes, and so I really enjoyed that. But everyone he gets to introduce her to on the boardwalk does have that East coast, um, Jersey, they give, they his give best East friend, Jersey Sal, guy, when I sure. saw his best friend, Sal, I was like, y'all are best friends. Ooh, I would love to hang out with y'all <laughs> because y'all seem so different from each other. Y'all are probably such yeah. a good time. They're probably so funny. They probably go on all these crazy yeah. adventures. Like they seem like a good, he also, isn't Tyler, isn't he young? Is he like 24? Or maybe he's 25. Maybe he is. But I feel like he's, like, young. I think he's young. I wonder how old. Yeah, so, that's a good question. I, yeah, I think that he is one of the younger guys. Um, but, but I mean, like, he got... Because the whole time they've been advertising him, advertising... We're like, his little blurb under his name, it said small business owner, but we never knew what the business mm-hmm. was. And then come to find out, he got a basketball a, stand. I don't even know what the game is. Yeah, a basketball stand on Jersey Shore. That's a fun game. Okay. I know he makes money. 
okay that's okay. and it's really full circle because they like, they did a little basketball kind of hoop game situation at one of the cocktail parties super early on and they blew mm. right fucking past it because that's what yeah. this whole season has done yeah. and you know we get yeah. all of these moments with rachel first of all this outfit um why this lady look like she's about to go teach a homeschool class for a christian society this big ass oh, this no. big ass two-toned poorly stitched trench coat that they clearly got for gabby but oh, she no. decided she liked it on top of this like calf length long sweater dress this date outfit and look Ooh. looked like Bad. she came ready to break up with him that's what the outfit gave Right. Nothing against her for choosing yeah. it at all, but it was ill-fitted. The coat was too big for her. She never yeah. took off the... Like, give her a cute bomber or, like, a... She's already wearing a long dress, right. bro. Give her a, a, a thick jean jacket with some fleece on it or some shit. Sister mm-hmm. girl looked like she's about to go teach somebody Sunday school. Or she, or she's, like, Oof. in the city for a quick, uh, a quick errand before going back to the... what she looked like nothing wrong with covering up at all it was just Mm ill-fitted um and and not a good it didn't look like from the head to toe she did not look like she wanted to be at that date and she talks a lot about um how far behind their relationship they are and Uh i yeah, she knew, it was basically like um, uh, last week when we saw Gabby getting ready for Nate's date, yeah. where it was like she knew going into this that she was going to have to end it and he was going to be heartbroken. And so we see the same thing where Rachel's, you know, talking to the producers and all that or us, quote unquote, you know, about how far behind the relationship is. And she's like, I'm realizing that I just have stronger relationships and there's just not enough time for Tyler and I to get mm-hmm. there. Meanwhile, Tyler's having the time of his life. They sit down on this bench. He's pouring out his whole entire heart to her while she's going through it um, on the verge of a breakdown, like holding back tears until she actually doesn't hold them back at all. And is literally crying while Tyler is telling her all of this stuff. And let me tell you, I have been there because <laughs> I once dated a man who was so in love with me and he would bring me gifts and I would cry because I would say, I just don't love this man and I don't know that I'm going to get there. And I would cry when he did nice things for me. Um, and then it got to the point where I was like, I literally can't keep doing this because it's not worth it. To It's not fair mm-hmm. to you. Um, and I think that that's where she was at with Tyler because he's so kind and sweet Truly. and wants the best for her. But she was like, I'm not about to be on this Jersey Shore the whole summer. So, uh, I mean, that wasn't the main reason. But you could kind of see in her face, she was like, this isn't really my vibe. Sure. Um, so I think not that that's the deal breaker but like yeah this is confirmation for me that like this isn't the type of life that i want or like the type of partner that i want and i so think it's gonna have to be a no for yeah me. 
And I think what's interesting, I was curious about the whole setup of this situation, especially because it did seem like she was going uh-huh. to go into this week breaking up with him with the intention to break up with him. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. like, with that in mind, it was one of those things where, I don't know, the producer seemed, in my opinion, and I also want to clarify, the person that we see Gabby, I mean, not Gabby, Rachel first talk to when the black woman comes up to her and, like, shocks us all because she's a black woman, that is not a producer. That is a makeup person. Um, I think that's her key makeup, and they're actually prepping her to go do a touch-up. So mm. when Tyler's like, hey, I'll meet you on the other pier, well, I'm going to close this up, all of that kind of stuff, they get pulled mm. for touch-ups. And shout out to that uh-huh. black makeup lady. I don't know what her name is, but I'm going to call her Miss Kendra. Miss um, Kendra is, okay. first of all, doing great on their makeup. <laughs> Second of all, is pulling her so she can take her to a bathroom so that they can touch her makeup up before the night portion of the date and before moving forward. And so when uh-huh. she goes into the bathroom behind uh-huh. closed doors, that's when whatever producer is assigned to, to Rachel joins them while they're doing touch-ups on her makeup to prepare her for this next segment. And I think while Tyler Uh is closing up and preparing for the next scene to be shot, I think his producer is saying, okay, man, like, you, it's time for you to tell her how you feel. Like, you really have to, like, go in strong. Make sure you let her know where you're at. Because right. you guys haven't gotten as much time as the other guys this season. And you want to make sure she knows that mm-hmm. you're sure about her. And that you're... Like, I think he was hyped into that moment, which is why he comes in with that energy right. to word, word vomit. Yeah. Because the only reason they haven't had time together this season is because Rachel has canceled every opportunity for them to do that. Exactly. And so I think exactly. his his producer was probably like, you gotta, you gotta really like get in there, man. Let her know how you feel, big dog. Like you got this. You are so. You mm-hmm. know what you said. Mm-hmm. This is the last girl you're ever gonna bring home to your parents. This is the mother of your fu- future children. This is your wife. Like let her know that. And so I feel yeah. like they set them both up for this really tragic moment. And I think Rachel could tell. Especially when we see her look into the camera after he's like, I'm in love with you. It's like, Mm -hmm. bro, help. Like, are you joking? Like, uh, y'all, I said I was breaking up with him. And y'all, like, I I know y'all all all on walkie-talkies together. Right. Yeah. I, yeah, I need to go back and rewatch this, this moment. Because I'm sure that there's so many little nuances that I missed. Um so yeah it's very very uncomfortable to watch because two different situations are set up in each of their minds and then they come together and it's clearly not meshing Mm -hmm. but tyler keeps going because i'm sure as you said he was hyped up to be like this is it like this is the moment this is the last time you're gonna see her before rose ceremony blah 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 um well i guess no they're supposed to have the evening portion um but yeah this is really the time to let it out and yeah, they just play both of them because it was just extremely uncomfortable and Rachel did not know how to handle it as we see her breaking down. She did her best. And finally kind of stopping yeah. him and letting him know, like, this isn't going to work. Like, you're so great. All these things. Tyler is such a gentleman and, you know, takes it very well and is, like, super understanding i guess Mm -hmm. i could say um doesn't look like 
resentful or anything. Truly looked um, like a heartbroken puppy dog. Like I was, yeah. I almost cried. The, the, when he said the fact, yeah. the fact that you were able to let me love again, that means so much to, to me. I was like, okay, bitch, what are we in the notebook? Like, fuck you. Why would you? Now right. I'm over here a shambly hot mess and I still have to get through Eric's day. Exactly. Um, exactly. And he's like, I'm so grateful that you took into account how important family is to me and that you didn't let me um, taint what I feel like would have been a very sacred moment by bringing you home to introduce. Like mm-hmm. that, And I do think that's you know very commendable of her from doing that because that's something he stated. Yeah. He wanted the next girl he brought home to be the last one he brought home. So it was really cool right. Um, right. of her to be like... But then they once again played oh him. Oh, my gosh. I mean, yes. I guess they once again played him and had the camera crew and the producers, everybody still go to this man's house. Did he walk home? Probably talking about... Did, did they okay. have him walk <laughs> I don't home? Because it looked like he know. fucking walked home. We never saw him get in the car. He we see have. him walking down this road with his like hands in his pocket. I'm like, right. y'all make this man walk home? He walked home. And then y'all in there talking about Rachel and Tyler about to come in. They're about to come in. Get ready. Get ready. And then here comes Tyler talking about, I got yeah. dumped. Like, and like, you you see when he comes in, they're hype. He's like, so, you know, I was bringing right. Rachel home. And they're like, hey, yeah. Oh, you know. Yeah. His mom was like, you know, we were just talking about how Rachel is who you wanted to be there for in the first place. He's like, yeah. So about that, she's not here. Um. And his yeah. mom said, what? Why? Right. He's like, you know, I told right. her how I felt and everything. And she told me she's just, she's not there yet. And everyone is gagged. Everyone is guffawed right. and shocked. Because uh-huh. why the fuck would production let, like, play them like that and make them do that on camera? Right. Exactly. Why would they have him? Y'all, exactly. y'all didn't want to pull them aside and be like, okay, so actually, you know, um, Rachel and... Tyler just broke up. Um, she will not be with him yeah. when she comes in. Like, y'all didn't... Right. Why Why do we... Right. So when he comes in, offer a comforting vibe, offer, you know, support and all that, not like, we're so excited yeah. for you. This is... You're going to get married. Like, no, that y'all are messy. Yeah. I don't like Mm-mm. it. Producers, trash Ugh. move, trash choice. Trash, trash, trash. Throw it all away. So now will go to what I said earlier when I was clearly incorrect. Um, we get to Eric's yes. hometown. One of the most uh, stri- strikingly beautiful hometowns I've ever seen. Yeah, so sad. It was so somber, it was, but Yeah. Beautiful. It was uh and Eric he had his so basically he says like, hey, like he's so excited to see Gabby, but as we know as viewers Eric's dad is terminally ill with cancer. So he's like, whatever you plan, whatever producers plan, what, we're not about to do all that. Like, we're going home mm-hmm. now to see my dad because um, that's what's important. And so they go home. So it's his uh, dad and his mom. Is this or was that Jason's grandparents? No. Like, yeah. It's, grandparents? So it's Eric's parents it was and Eric. Eric's grandma and grandpa uh-huh. and his, his sister. Okay, Elise. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. So it was literally the whole family, just so, so beautiful. Um, and yeah, it's 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 hard to watch because you know that his dad is giving 
everything he mm-hmm. has to be present and to not look miserable and to not look like he's in pain or um, like he's struggling because he obviously wants to be that strong parent for his son. Mm-hmm. But then on top of that, like you have a whole camera crew in your house moments away I don't want to say moments away from like your deathbed because that seems so intense, but like in reality, he was, he was in hospice care and like, you know, things, cancer is such an unpredictable disease where like things can change in an instant. And so there's all this pressure of like, I want to be present for my son, but also like my health is on the line and like, how do I balance that of being here and being supportive and encouraging and you can see him struggle with that like he gets emotional talking about Eric um, and talking about his health and all of that uh, it's just like so it was super hard to watch and beautifully like tragic yes, I sure think. Yeah. and it made me think of I think this is probably a, a hopefully what was an, a wonderful opportunity for the production to make sure they entered into this um, safely, right? I'm thinking of all of the protocols that they could put in place to be in the space with someone who is as immunocompromised as Eric's dad. Like, I'm imagining they reduced their crew size mm-hmm. down. I'm imagining they had a, a number yeah. limit on how many cameras and how many camera ops could be in the room. I imagine that the number of producers right. that were allowed to be in the space was reduced so that it's, you know, instead of 30, 45 people in your house, it's like maybe five. You know, Mm -hmm. maybe there was some there was double testing protocols where everyone had to test twice before and get a negative result before walking into that Mm -hmm. house. Like thinking of what can we do as a production to make sure that this moment is um, safe enough for them to have and be present and not actually be worried and have a moment to really, um, you know, meet Gabby and be like, maybe this is going to be the love of his son's life. And maybe this father is going to get. Um, the opportunity to see and meet his son's future yeah. wife. And so I'm thinking, hoping, mm-hmm. dreaming, and imagining all of the ways in which they could have done that safely. I don't think ABC would be stupid enough to do it unsafely. Um, right. Because his right. health was in such dire straits at the time. Um, and you see that even in his mother's face when he was like, so how's, how's dad yeah. been doing? You know, I wouldn't I would not have put you guys through all of this if I did not really like this girl. Um, and you can mm-hmm. see how close they are. You can see how much the grief has already taken a toll on them and them actively processing this. Um, and yeah. his mom is honest and she's like, he's not doing great. You know, it's it's getting yeah. worse. Yeah, there's no like, yes, they're filming a reality TV show here, but like. Okay, so then let's make it reality. Like, it's hard. Mm -hmm. Like, things are hard over here. We have been struggling. It's touch and go. It's, you know, he has good days and he has bad days. And he has really bad days. Um, And so that, while extremely saddening and, like, hard to watch, I appreciate it because, once again, it, it brings you back to, like, oh, no, this is reality. Like, real life is still happening for all of these mm-hmm. people and they've just been pulled away in this like fantasy land of bachelor and cruises and traveling and all these things and like i really don't know how eric was able to do it and not i hope that like 
he had contact with his family throughout the process, but I don't That's know. That's what I was I, curious I feel about like too, me as because a, it sounded as like a child, he did it. like he didn't. Like I would, I would need to know like every day. Mm-hmm. I would need to be checking in if I wasn't able to be there. Um, like I remember years ago after my dad's heart transplant when he was still in the hospital and hadn't woken up yet i was like not trying to leave the hospital to go back to school um because i was like i need to be here like if something happens if he wakes up like school is school like whatever i don't care it changes the course Um, of of your life having an ailing parent i think is something that a lot of people don't realize um because like even with my mom you know as sprightly and wonderful Mm -hmm. as she seems to everybody she has a really severe heart condition and i've watched my mom with my Mm -hmm. own two eyes almost die in my face seven times in the last five years you know Mm -hmm. um i changed the Mm -hmm. course of my life just so i could stay near her the reason it took me so long to move to la is because i didn't feel it was safe enough to not live on the same coast as my mom i chose to go to a school in state two hours away because my sister and i for a really long time were my mother's caretakers and my sister who was i want to say 12 at the time she truly became Mm -hmm. my mom's caretaker it's the reason my sister didn't leave home for school it's the reason my sister goes to community college it's because she is my mom's full-on caretaker in addition to my father and like it changes the course mm-hmm. of your life so i can't imagine the fear if, just like you were saying like yeah. you didn't want to go back to school i <laughs> nearly flunked mm-hmm. out of college because my mom mm-hmm. had one i think it was like her fifth heart attack and i was like and i'm gone for three weeks you know right. it like changes people it changes yeah. what they like the what they can do the ways in which they can live their life um and we see eric you know grapple with that in that conversation with his his Mm -hmm. mom and even just being able to be back in the same room with his father yeah yeah it's hard it's hard to like as someone who one like battled cancer and then as someone who has lost a parent not to cancer but who has lost a parent it's just like it is hard for me to really understand his headspace um And I get there's, you know, we were talking in the discord of like, you know, maybe there is the thing where his dad was like, I really want you to do this. You know, I really want you to find someone. I really want you to go like, don't worry about me. Um, And like, so maybe there was that honoring, um, you know, his father's wishes. But I just don't know, like, what I... I, I don't I personally don't think that I could do it if if I knew that sure. my parent was at that state um, even if they said go 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 I'm like I think I would be like I love you but like I need to With be you. here it just in case anything happens because as we as we know like you know Eric's dad now has passed mm-hmm. and so it's just to me I'm thinking like ugh, like those however many months or weeks that you were away like you always when you lose a parent you're always like oh I wish I had more time I wish I had more time and like to go if I had if I had to watch this season back I think I would just be crying the whole time um because I would be like oh here I am like in a speedo sure when like what was my dad going through that day you know so it's it's so like you you want like I'm sure that his dad wants his son to be having fun and to be like living his life he's young all those things but like I don't know it's just as 
it just is it's a huge uh, conflict just, you know but it does yeah. i think this episode this it, and it made me really angry with the producers in the way they've given eric his storyline all season we did not have any context mm-hmm. for the way he was behaving we had no context right. for his feelings for gabby and how deep they were we had no context for why he was always like uh-huh. this is a waste of my time like why am i even still here like you know what like this is fucking stupid and Logan all of a sudden gets to come on mm-hmm. this team like are you joking like that energy yeah. was coming mm-hmm. from a place of grieving he had left home <laughs> where he could be spending time mm-hmm. with his ailing father to to like really be there right. and take a chance and who knows what the pressure he was feeling is like you know you get that added pressure I'm I'm sure you you know you felt it in when your father was sick um or even like I know I mm-hmm. felt it when um my mom is as her health like deteriorates is is my dad mm-hmm. uh going to be able to do this on his own is my um right is my mom going to see me get married is my mom going to be able to see me have kids like is she going to mm-hmm. be at my wedding is she going to be able to walk at my wedding like all of these things um yeah come to mind i think with uh like whatever pressure he might have felt being there in that bubble when he knew he wanted to be somewhere else. Um, yeah. So I think that's like a super fair point because it's like, damn, I wish I had spent these last eight weeks with him. But also, what a beautiful yeah. time capsule they have in being able to have mm-hmm. had this yeah. episode to exactly. see him like mm-hmm. finally meet Gabby. Like they'll have that right. forever. Mm-hmm. It's like. Exactly. It's this huge, um, it's, it's like a scale, you know, that thing, the, the balancing yeah. the scales kind of situation where it's like, on right. one hand, why on earth would I go here? And on the other hand, it's like, this could have changed our life and helped us through our grieving process for the better. It's like, it's so much to hold. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. I can't, e- I, like yeah. you said, I can't imagine what his headspace is. Yeah, it's it's hard to it's hard to wrap my yeah, it's it's hard to wrap my own head around it. Um and I'm, you know, 12 years out from my dad passing and I'm like Yeah. Ooh. It's like hmm, I, I could do that, I sure. Would have gone away for that long. Um and I was a teenager, mm-hmm. you know, like and then I was, you know, like you said, like I was I, my my life changed. I was like, oh, I can't. I'm 17. Like, I'm just go to college next year. That's not mm-hmm. happening. Like, I have to be here for my mother. Yeah. Like, I stayed in my hometown for an extra two years just to be sure that my mom was yeah. okay before going away to college. Like, that was. So it's just like it's it's not a, it's not coming from a place of judgment. It's just like it's what is that? It's yeah. It's it's hard to figure out where the headspace mm-hmm. is, and I'm sure that Eric. Um, has talked to people about that or whatever, but I really do hope that as his his dad's health was deteriorating, that they did let him get in contact with his family like every day or something, yeah. and we just don't know that because I think that would have to be heartless for you to say like even if like a producer whoever is sitting there with you while you're yeah. on the phone to check in like so that you're not giving out any other information. It's just yeah. like I don't care like. I there just need to be able to talk to you. Life. Yeah. That's yeah. it. So I just need to be able to make sure that I hear his voice or whatever, or hear my mom's voice, that 
things are going absolutely and they Um, also like i think gabby handled this whole situation beautifully and of course contextually she's prepared for this because she's an icu nurse um but the way she was able to like reassure eric's mom because you know eric's mom was like look we don't take commitment lightly in this family it is a big commitment to Mm -hmm. join us and she says it to her son too it's like we marry for life so like if this is just some fun highfalutin thing like that's not it like if this is something that you want to do take it seriously and like put it into perspective because look look at what i had with your father i married my best friend and he is like he's got this Mm -hmm. incredible will to live and life keeps trying to knock him out and i just continue to pour into him and the flower keeps you know springing back up and it's like so beautiful to see that kind of nuanced context to like we can't be all (laughs) hunky-dory over here it's not all rainbows and roses it's like if you guys are gonna do this make make sure it means something and i think gabby was really um good Mm -hmm. about being like you know your son is a testament to the amount of love that this entire family has for each other and i can see that and i I take it Mm -hmm. seriously and the fact that she's able to be so conscious of Eric's mom being vulnerable with her to that point, I think really changes the trajectory Mm -hmm. of Gabby's journey pretty quickly. Right. Yeah. I I think so too. Um, uh, yeah, it was, it was a, it was a heavy one-on-one, but necessary. And I'm sure that his family, you know, was probably so thankful to see that episode. I hope that ABC had the, the like courtesy to even send that to mm-hmm. them. Send that to them. Give them something. a. It doesn't even have to nice be the fruit whole basket. episode. Yeah. Just like exactly the, just like the uncut version. Send some of flowers over for the funeral so that, as well. Yes, right. Of course. Just so that they could have that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was um, nice that they did an in memoriam so yeah. for them as well. And. We they get did. into a night portion of their they date did, where yeah. they, they go to a restaurant where I was like, oh, shit, a restaurant with actual people? <laughs> I didn't know we did that here. Oh, um, I, I honestly don't even oh, remember Oh, yeah. That. So mm-hmm. Gabby and Eric go off to a restaurant. I'm assuming it's like a local favorite of Eric's. And we find out here some more shady stuff on behalf of the producers where he had actually hmm. told Gabby because... The reason we as an audience know that Eric's father had cancer is because it became popular knowledge via the news. Um, And I believe Eric saying something on um, Instagram, his father uh, passed away, I believe in July. Um, But we do Mm -hmm. not find out, like we had no idea he was even sick because they did not not show him telling Gabby on his one-on-one, which was light years ago. But Mm. he talks about Mm -hmm. when, during the day at some point, I can't remember if it was the night portion or the day portion, but he's like, I remember when I first told you how sick my dad was. Um, And I'm like, oh, excuse Mm. me. All we got from that one-on-one is Grandpa Joe, nothing against him, but that was a wasted uh, (laughs) wasted time of a first one-on-one. And in the night portion, all Uh we really got to see was Gabby had this incredibly important moment where she kind of broke down and had an anxiety attack about her relationship with her family. Mm-hmm. And now contextually, it's like, no wonder she had this breakdown after mm-hmm. he's talking about how close he is with his family and how sick his father is. Like, why wouldn't you mm-hmm. show that? <clears throat> and on yeah. top of that, 
there's another moment he references where he's like, I remember when I, you know, came to you on the boat a couple weeks ago and I told you that I was falling for you. Hello, ABC? Hmm. Why didn't you show us any of this? Now we're out here as an audience, first of all, looking like assholes. Second of all, you guys look like assholes because you've made him look like a petulant crybaby bitch this entire season. When actually he was going Uh through an incredibly emotionally uh, laborious time and trial. The trials and tribulations of deciding to even stay and what that meant for him. Uh-huh. You're not, you guys aren't going to uh-huh. let us know that his, he has a sick father at home and he's told her that and she's aware of that. You're not going to let us know that their relationship right. is to the point where he done told her on, on the boat somewhere that he's falling for her. None of that. No? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was a questionable choice on the production's part, but we do get a moment where mm-hmm. both of them share that they're falling in love with each other. And I think this hometown mm-hmm. kind of set in stone that I, I personally believe Eric is going to be the final choice. I do. I mm-hmm. do. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would agree with that. Um, Cause yeah, they definitely didn't give him the best edit leading up to this, but hopefully that changes. Um, so yeah, all of our love and sentiments and support to- goes out to Eric's yes. family um, and Eric uh, Rest in peace, Mr. Allen. Is, um, right, because yeah. that is something that I would not wish on my worst yep. enemy. So, um, yeah, we are sending y'all so much love. And, um, yeah, I guess the last thing is <sighs> Mr. Tino. What a waste of time. You said you um, don't watch Ozark, right? right? No, I don't watch so Ozark. So this is my thing. <laughs> and I want our listeners to chime in if they agree. I think Tino's mama looks like Dar- Darlene Schnell on Ozark. She is a heroin, heroin oh. farmer. I'm not saying that Tino's mama looks like a heroin farmer. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the actress who plays Darlene and Tino's mama look the same. And so all I can do is see that character when I see Tino's mama, especially with how she was acting. That's funny. That's, I just looked her up. That's they do, do they look similar? I honestly don't really what remember Tino's what mama looked she like. looked sure. like. I just remember, yeah, I just remember the things That's that she fair. said. Um, but yeah, it's, it's. Uh, I guess, should we just skip to the the meat of it? I guess um, the meat of the of the family. Um, so of course they get together. Tino and Rachel um, pull up to the family house. Rachel's all excited. Tino's all excited. They're like, this is about to be it. Families love me. <clears throat> Uh, I'm so charming. I'm so sweet. I'm a pilot. She doesn't really say any of this. This is just me, like, imagining what's happening in Rachel's mind as she's going into this hometown. Um, and she opens the door to a very different story because this family said, we are not here to play no games. So let's we're get right serious. To it. We're serious, and we're going to let you know exactly how we feel. And this is where we get how we were talking earlier. There's, like, two extremes. And this is where we get the one extreme of like them realizing that this is a reality show and being skeptical, but also being extremely disrespectful and inconsiderate of the show that your son decided to go on where there is a possibility of him having to propose to someone at the end. 
Like, y'all, y'all knew just what this was. That, that was what he signed and up also, for. And also, something that I think is important to note is shout out Bachelor Data. This man has been watching every fucking episode and recapping it on Facebook and being a bitch about it. So the man knew what his son was getting into in the first place. He's been bitching and moaning on Facebook since it happened. He's got very much, uh, I was told by Apple Care, but he's mm. a man in a wig energy, okay? I don't know if it's a wig yeah. he got on with that yeah. strong ass part. I don't know if it's a toupee or if he got uh-huh. plugs and implants like Chris Brown. I don't know what it is yeah. going on on that man's head, but whatever's going on inside this man's head is bonkers because they absolutely plan to act a fucking ass. And the fact that, what's his name? Tino. The yeah. fact that Tino was like, I didn't expect my dad to be so stringent. There's no fucking way because your dad was pissed from episode one. So I know he had the energy when you left. Unless your daddy just fucking yeah. lied to you. It was like, good luck, son. We're so excited to see his father was posting on Facebook demanding an apology from the local LA news for the ways in which they reported on the season for making a joke of the season. He was like, I demand an apology in the name of my family. Uh, And also I hope that my Hmm. son doesn't cry on national television because then he's not going to be welcome home because he's going to have brought shame on our family name like the the energy this man has in life in general is wild yeah it's something that would make me say i don't know if i want to be a part of that um uh yeah it's it's just so i mean yeah i wonder if when he went it was like okay you can go on this show but like just know that we're not supportive like was it that energy like because if it was then you should have warned rachel of that of like, actually, my parents weren't super happy about this, so I'm sure that they're probably going to be even less happy about the fact that I'm here now because that means that I have made it far. Um, and yeah, so this this could be bad, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like I feel like we, like if that was the case, and like we should have like why were you so disconnected from how your family felt? about yeah. the show you can see it uh, and why did you bring rachel yeah. into that? and you can see it in his especially for someone who likes to talk about being an open communicator and make sure their significant other always knows um what's going on or what they're getting mm-hmm. into but you can see it in his brother's energy where his brother was like yo our parents are about to be our parents bro like he's got this like silent laugh the entire time that he's on screen you yeah. know where it's just like yeah. you could tell the family thought it was a joke before you left so why wouldn't you give Rachel a heads up you're exactly. fucking delusional and out of your mind exactly. if you did not see that coming yeah because in reality like the issue was like if y'all had all this and en- like the energy that y'all gave to Rachel was owed to your son I mean maybe maybe I'm exactly I'm like maybe I miss like I said I don't really remember all the details but I'm like did they give any of that energy to Tina or was it all directed to, they, to Rachel? Cause it's like, it's the way they showed it. It should have been directed sure. at Tina. It's the way yeah. they showed it. So we, exactly. we saw Tino have a conversation uh, with Rachel and his family. And then we saw Tino have a conversation with his dad. We didn't see Tino's conversation with his mother. Um, but you know, Tino's dad does give him, you know, he, he's like sparring with him a bit. He's like, it's been a very short period of time. Do you really think this is, um, where you want to be and uh-huh. when Tino's like yes his dad's like really why and right. you know it yeah. kind of 
gets into this conversation with Tino and his father where he's like, well, you know, I feel like we've learned all of the important stuff we need to know about each other. Um, I will say, Tino, sometimes his language is a little concerning to me because he said every reassurance I've needed, I felt like I've gotten it out of her, which I'm just like, I don't Mm -hmm. like the way that sounds. Makes me kind of itchy and uncomfortable. Um, But the energy I think that Tino's father comes in is he's already made a decision, right? He don't like the the process. His wife has done the same thing. So Mm -hmm. every time they ask a question, Mm -hmm. it's a leading question that's going to turn them right back around to their same prejudgment, predisposed judgment they had before. So he's asking, like, Mm -hmm. this is where you want to be? And his son is saying yes. And he's like, okay, so why? He's he's like, really? Why? That's dumb. This is a fairy tale. It's not real. Mm -hmm. Like, this whole thing you're doing, it's not legitimate. Um, exactly. And I understand what his exactly. father's Which, getting. Which, in one yeah, sense, I get what he's he's talking right. about. In one sense, correct. But just like let's say it in a way that doesn't seem so condescending. Let's be in conversation and, like, about it. Let's have a discourse about it. Yeah. You, like I'm a grown fucking adult. Don't tell me aunt wrong. Offer it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. If anything, right. that's just gonna push him further to make the de- you know the decision about it. Um, and correct. then we get to. Uh, Tino's mother and Rachel having a conversation where she's like, you know, what does T- what are Tino's best traits? What do you think Tino's best traits are? <laughs> and Rachel was struggling. Okay, like my bitch was trying. She yeah. was trying to bat for herself. She really was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this was they were. She was punching above her weight class here, and she was like, well, I love like how caring he is and like his positive positive outlook on life and you know like he gives blood and she was like when I found that out it's like oh why and it's like well because there's a shortage and I was like what he's just so caring and it's like all right right you're not selling yourself you're not you're selling yourself short here you're not selling yourself long big dog because the answers are rough it sounds like you're telling it did sound like she was telling them what they wanted to hear and that she didn't really have any um answers of consequence (laughs) to offer them so right. when she's talking to yeah. them, it don't sound like she knows they son, which has their ears perked and, up. And in reality, in reality, like she doesn't, because as we keep talking, like their relationship that Rachel has with Zach seems like it's of substance, and they actually talk about real things that matter and actually get to know each other. Whereas, like when it's with Tino, it's all very emotional and like lustful and like not that those are bad things but it's just like y'all haven't learned enough about each other to be able to answer these questions for beyond because y'all just been making out the whole time or like crying or like talking about how much you like to hear how much the other person likes you like okay we've gotten past that let's get to more uh like the realities of who i am and what this relationship could look like y'all went into this interview very underqualified Yes. Very underqualified. And like, listen, you can go into an interview underqualified and really talk yourself up and be like, you know, let them know that you because got sometimes it, so that they give you well, the job. Well, that's the thing. It's like when people go into these, like it's qualification politic, right? When people enter into mm-hmm. spaces that they're yeah. not technically qualified for, but they have the real lived experience that backs their shit up. And it's like, actually, you can execute this job well. Yeah. They didn't even have that, right? Because... Beyond well, their night portion of the one-on-one where they talked about their family structures and what they want in, out of life, we haven't seen them hold a conversation mm-hmm. similar to that yet, right? 
any conversation right. we've had since then has been, like you said, about their feelings for each other um, or has been uh, them making out or has been like, oh, like, you know, I really said you canceled the group date because I want to be there for you. It's right. like, and of course, editing is a thing. We don't know what production has not shown us, but you've come into this space where you mm-hmm. not only are you un- underqualified, but you don't have the things that would help you like seem like you were qualified in the first place. Like you're not prepared. You have not. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's a testament to Tino being not as upfront and transparent about what his parents were like, because otherwise she would have been able mm-hmm. to be ready. And she did have a lot of trepidations going in. She was like, I really want them to like me. So maybe they did have mm-hmm. a conversation where he's yeah. like, my parents are kind of strict and we just didn't see maybe that. They did. But d- either way, yeah. it still didn't seem like they were prepared for that conversation. They weren't having it. They weren't having Rachel's answers. They were having, we got iconic lines, like fairy tale thing. <sighs> this is not real. You know, they were like, at this point, like, you could go because, like, y'all are living in some fantasy mm-hmm. and we're over here trying to live in real life and, like, it's not working. Tino's so, daddy. At this point, y'all could do what y'all gonna do because we just... It's, we're not it in it, yes. It they was ready to kind of wipe their hands mm-hmm. clean, like, whatever. Go, go And ahead. I thought it was so disrespectful when Tino's father was like, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but the hardest part of all of this is, like, this is your second go-round. Seeing mm-hmm. Rachel's face, right. like... Right. Hit that, ooh, kind of thing. I was like, yeah, because right. it was disrespectful. Exactly. He's like, what if you're just a person exactly. that just wants to get married? It and it's like, well, that's not. Now you're calling into my, you're calling in my character. You're calling my right. character into question. Exactly. I don't know you like that, sir. Hold on now. Um, And so it's just, it was really interesting to see the structure of what those family ties look like currently and the ways in which Tino did not prepare Rachel Mm -hmm. for that conversation. We even see Rachel go and have a conversation with a producer off camera where it's like, bro, these people hate me. Like, this is wild. And producer over here playing dumb. And this is how, you know, they'd be setting folks up. And it's like, why do you think it's not Mm -hmm. going well? Are you kidding me? Right. Are you watching? You got eyes, you got ears. Are y'all on the same channel that they I'm are. on? Like, they just happening? want her to say it out loud so that they can generate more drama. And so as right. we, you know, leave this strange mind fuck. And also, bro, like, it, oh my gosh, I cannot stand it when people go on national television and act an ass. Because now that is how you have mm-hmm. colored yourself to any prospective person that you exactly. meet for the rest of your life, period. Right? Tino's mm-hmm. daddy will always be a Karen to me forever. Exactly. Even when I get to know exactly. him, I'm going to question his judgment because I saw this man be two types of disrespectful to this young lady on national television mm-hmm. when it's his son that walked into this circumstance and brought them into it. When it was them who said, yes, right. he can bring this girl home. Yes, you can bring your production into exactly. this house. So it's why I get when people are like, yo, did they actively choose to act like this? Like, was this staged? Were they coached and or some shit? Like, did they plan on acting uh-huh. like this? Like, I get why people have that energy because it's just such an, an irrational choice to go on national TV and act a damn plum fool. Um, right. And it leaves Rachel, you know, in her ITM saying, is he okay moving forward with his parents being this unhappy with me? And I think that's an important question. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't even get to ask him that because, you know, they go outside, they leave, and he's like, well, you know, my parents adored you. And Rachel, the look Mm -hmm. of shock 
on her face. Right. She's like, uh, are you sure? Yeah. You know, like, because uh, yeah. I, I don't I don't think so. I'm not seeing what you was seeing. They did Mm-mm. not absolutely adore me. Right. Like they were really tough on me. Your dad didn't your daddy didn't even give me yeah. a chance. Um, and he was like, well, um, I mean like, no, they adored you. I promised. And, and you know, my, my dad kept asking me, are you sure? Are you sure? And I was like, oh, you know what? Um, I feel bad not saying this earlier, but I'm so sure about you, Rachel. And this is why I'm so proud and excited to tell Mm -hmm. you that I'm in love with you. And I should have told you that weeks ago. And I'm sorry for that. And that was one of those moments where I was like, ah, I don't know what to do with this because there's a really important conversation they need to have. And he's deflected it by saying, I'm in love with you. Right. Which like, I get, it could be a desperate pull. It's like, Oh gosh, like I'm losing maybe the girl that I'm in love with. And I haven't even told her I'm in love with her. Like, sure. That's a thing. But it Mm -hmm. was a very questionable choice for him to use it at that time. You know? Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's why their relationship to me feels like, I don't want to say toxic because that's like a very strong mm-hmm. word, but it feels like it's headed in that direction because there's so many like times where the actual issues are just like tiptoed around and like candy coated with other like pretty nice things that each person wants to hear mm-hmm. when like in reality, there's absolutely no substance to this relationship and y'all just want to have sex Mm -hmm. like I just like don't I just like don't really it's just not believable to me that like y'all have this deep love for each other um in the way that I believe that Zach is like actually falling in love with yeah and I think that Tino picks up on how Rachel responds when someone offers her that affirmation offers her the word she wants to hear and so he's like I Mm -hmm. you know if I say this, maybe like that'll change her perspective of how poorly this just went and we won't have to talk about right. it. Not that he's doing it in an unkind way or he's trying to be manipulate manipulative, but it is a manipulative tactic, mm-hmm. you know? And right. immediately Rachel's like, Oh, well I've been wanting to say this for a few weeks too. I'm in love with you. And it's like, bitch, there was another conversation we were supposed to be having here. What happened? You said right. you wanted to ask him if he's good moving forward with his family being this unhappy. You're getting distracted, baby. Mm-hmm. Hold on. We got to get back to the whole point, yeah. the, the point of focus of it all. And I do yeah. think it'll come up, you know, in their one-on-one uh, before Fantasy Suites. I do think she's going to mm-hmm. try and have that conversation with him, which I think is, you know, dope. But this mm-hmm. was concerning for sure and maybe they'll prove us wrong <laughs> maybe yeah. they'll be yeah. together it and was... stand the test of time but it's not looking good they could it's yeah. not looking good yeah it was quite quite the train wreck mm-hmm. um and i yeah, hated that, that that's is... how they ended the episode that's how they ended the yeah. episode so yeah it was not ugh, it just yeah that it just gave you that sense in your stomach that you're like that is not good um, so not only did they end the episode like that, but like we said in the beginning, we didn't get Aiden's hometown. Right. So that'll be at the end, at the beginning of Men Tell All next week, which is weird AF. Like, I don't know, once again. Um, but they did give the people what they wanted at the end when we did the in memoriam. Oh. At the end. So that was, oh. <laughs> well, that for sure. But I was saying, because they they gave Kronk in the in the previews like so much 
because they wanted us to watch it they wanted us to see they were like oh cross gonna be here we gotta watch this episode live that's what they wanted right right so so yeah we got conk at the end are you excited for the next week is anything you're excited about next week yeah we get we get mental what's i I wonder what um, mario's talking about when he's like you did me wrong i'm like i feel like he's not telling the I, i don't think he's telling gabby that she did him wrong no, I think that I won't say too much. Oh, right, um, because you literally know each other. My bad. Yeah, I, th- I think that that's a thing where it's like... They're uh, trying to make it know, look Mario, like drama. I'm sure they're probably going to touch... Yeah, I think that they're trying to probably touch on the fact that, like, he got the first impression rose and then didn't get a group or didn't get a one-on-one and then got sent sure. home for Logan or something. I would imagine it's something mm-hmm. like that. Um, but... But yeah, I think the editing is gonna make it try to seem like that Mario whole... was being rude to Gabby, which like he, he would, would not do that. Like, there's literally I've never I've never seen like Mario be disrespectful to a woman. Nice ever. try, um, and ABC. I've known this man since 2010. Um, so so yeah, it, I'm excited so yeah, to see funny. whoever um, Ethan's yeah. popping off on. Like that's gonna be really exciting. Yeah, that's gonna like, be, I have a feeling everybody's gonna go in Hayden's on Hayden. Hayden's not there. Like, which I'm excited Hayden's to not there. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's not there? I don't think oh, okay. Hayden's Just there. Kidding. I don't I recall remember. seeing Logan. Uh, I think Roby is there, the magician who left on night one. Uh-huh. Which I was like, okay. um, why is he here? Like, I don't care about Roby. Nothing against okay. him, apparently. He could be going to paradise or something. Apparently, he's super popular on social media. Um... Nate's yeah. there. I'm very interested to see if they're going to acknowledge, obviously, all of that drama that came out quite literally right before they filmed. Um, he looking good mm-hmm. in that green suit. I'm going to have to give it to his messy ass because that suit, the suit yeah. was suiting yeah, and the twist looked fresher than usual. So, um, uh-huh. yeah. but yeah, it'll be cool. And then, of course, Jesse Palmer is bold faced lying saying, I'm about to deliver news that's going to change your life yeah. forever. I guarantee you it ain't nothing. It ain't right. nothing special. It ain't nothing. And and even the preview, like, Gabby will not be joining you. Okay, we get that finally y'all are doing separate rose ceremonies. Yeah. That's what it is. Exactly. Like, that's literally what it is. Like, you're doing your own rose ceremony. There's no need for this double I think rose that's, ceremony anymore. And like, you know what I think it really could be? I think it's going to be the final rose ceremony before they get to their top two. And I think what might end uh-huh. up happening is because... Uh, what is it? Rachel has, who does she have left? She has three dudes left. So she has Zach, Avon, mm-hmm. and what's that? Tino. <laughs> she got Tino. Zach, Avon, and yeah. Tino. She's going to need to do her rose mm-hmm. ceremony, ceremony, I'm assuming, to get rid of um, Avon. And I think potentially uh-huh. Zach is going to end up leaving too. I don't know. I'm not sure. Either Zach, Zach mm-hmm. and Avon are going to leave before final two or Avon's going to leave after fantasy suites. Wait, but if Zach and Avon both leave before final two, then it's only oh, I Tino. Know. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. I think something dumb is about to happen is what I'm saying um, on both sides. And oh, so okay. it's like, um, and if Zach doesn't, because in the previews, in the season previews that we've had so far, I was looking back at my notes, something changes for Zach after overnights. 
And then we also have the drama okay. with Rachel and Avon to get through as well, where she's like, I'm blindsided. Like you told yeah. me the uh, things and then you went back on what you said. That's to Avon. But whatever 180 uh-huh. Zach is having after Fantasy Suites, I think will either wind up him leaving um, while he is in the final two or right mm-hmm. before we get to final two. One of those two things. Either way, I believe that Zach and Avon, just based on my notes and my analysis so far, uh, We'll either okay. be going at the end of the Fantasy Suites episode or, you know, one right after another. And for Gabby, I think the mm-hmm. reason she's not there is potentially she's sending Johnny home before they get to the nice night portion of Fantasy Suites. We can, we can see that yeah. from the preview. They made it super obvious. But mm-hmm. I think Jason also might dip. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. we're in a position where we could mess around and just have so one you, person left for each of them at some point for the yeah. finale i think okay. i think this okay. is that's my prediction but also okay bachelor in paradise was just announced should mm-hmm. we announce before we sign off who's going to be in bachelor in paradise um no let's save it save it for what because i want to look at it oh first. okay i was about to say for next week okay yeah. So next week, because I want to, because I want to look at it first and gather my thoughts before I speak. I oh know. no, I just meant, did we want to <laughs> announce who's going to be on Bachelor in Paradise since it's public knowledge now? I know that's what I now. mean. I, I want to find out. I want to, but I haven't Got found it. out yet. So I want to find out and then get my okay. Thoughts cool, 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 that. cool. Sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, y'all can look it up. It's all over Instagram, so I'm sure people are talking about it. Yeah. All right, y'all. This was um, fun. All right, y'all. This was fun. Thanks for listening. Um, I mean, you know the you know the spiel. I'm like, should we should we spare them no. one week? Our, our we have to spiel? say a consistency, okay, you know. Especially ahead, because then. everybody's been so wonderful. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll be able to do like some bonus content, maybe amplifying some of the reviews we've gotten so far because you guys have really been rocking with us over on apple podcast um it's been really exciting to kind of see what you guys think especially now that we're back um so please 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 you know like us on apple podcast leave a review reviews are so important and subscribe um it helps us with analytics and engagement and all of that kind of stuff but also reviews and ratings let the algorithm on apple Podcasts mm-hmm. know that when folks are searching for a bachelor podcast that we should be a part of the conversation when it comes to search results um yeah. so reviews are super helpful in helping us build this community and making sure that you know we're not alone in having these conversations which we never feel like because our community is just right. so wonderful and dedicated um yeah it's really cool to see you guys uh and your reviews and so we're going to share some of those hopefully next week to amplify those but please Mm -hmm. leave a review send the episode over to one of your friends and let's keep building out this community y'all yes please all right well we love y'all as always thank you for listening and we will talk to y'all next week bye